In the far future, faster-than-light travel is possible via portals called stiffworks. Human and alien civilizations travel this way for millennia. Trade, war, and technology proliferate. Countless societies rise, thrive, fall, and vanish. Eventually, almost everyone forgets the secrets of the stiffworks. Almost. 300 years ago, the worshipful company of Stillfleeters is formed on Spindle, a space station of unknown origin. They send fleeters into the void using stiffworks in search of profit. It is 100 million years in the future. Welcome to Float City. Previously on Float City, the crew arrives on the pirate island Grafa after deciding to help company refactor Zeshtano Novell assure that multiple years worth of firearms shipments stay hidden. She brokered a deal with pirate king Grand Shandy, paying him to keep the guns locked up, an arrangement under threat as the continent may finally succumb to war. Whatever their personal vendettas against those who framed them for Zeshtano's murder, the crew decides this mission is worth their time. Shandy explains he's inclined to keep the guns locked up, but other powerful pirates want them on the market for the sake of war profits. Shandy can get leverage over them, he explains, if the crew steals his eggs from the second most powerful political actor on the island, Thea Drafad, who lives in a relatively secluded mansion called Sleepmonger House. They're engaged in a tradition called The Trade. Shandy has one of Thea's kin, and she has his unborn eggs. Retrieve them, and Shandy holds all the cards. We join the team now, the morning after a day spent casing Sleepmonger House, and after Zeshino spent several hours lost in the damp underground holes of Grafa. Uh, Zestino rolls out of a hammock. Her boots are still wet from having had to navigate all of the passageways underneath Grafa. She, she has not slept that much. Well, Mergus is hanging by his tail on the balcony, and he's uh, mumbling an entry into the stylophone because he hasn't updated it in a while. And instead of the erratic squiggles of the past, you know, stylophone <laughs> self, it is now more of like a purposeful uh, synth drone sound. And he has one word entries. Push-ups. Boat chase. Harpoon, shandy, belly armor, recon, recon, and you hear the squiggly erasing sound. Recon. <laughs> <laughs> and he jumps down to see if everybody's woken up yet. Um, yeah, Beta's w- has woken up, and she's over by like a water basin, and she's kind of trying to get some of the dirt out of her nice clothes that she got. Uh, you know, at the she doesn't want to look like she's been crawling around in in the holes like she has been. I think uh, Remy hears uh, Mercus's entry and it's just like, oh, hello, recon, recon. we did that. Uh, okay, I mean, you're at some point, uh, a waiting bodyguard comes to check on you, probably offers you a large heaping plate of food that none of you can eat. 
Um, <laughs> I can try. Was like a kind of, you can try, yeah. Uh, depends how hungover you are or how crawling through the sewers you are. But um, yeah, there's like a there's like a lot of weird sort of sea urchin-y uh, eggs with just like gravel. And uh, they, they might come back with fare that you could uh, stomach. And at that point, I'm sure children have just entered the room. And there's lots of young waitins, um, as usual, just rifling through your stuff and demanding sort of stories and attention. Uh, it's very annoying to just stay here all day because of the uh, the sort of orphans. Venus has uh, given a small amount of money to a child to try to go find him a an old sword that nobody uses. Um, so he's patiently waiting to see if anything will actually come of that. Roll charm. Okay. This is easy. This is easy. Three. Uh, yep. That child has not returned and okay. probably not going to return. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You could try yeah. another child. <laughs> There's plenty around. Okay, I'll try one more child and okay. <laughs> then I'm going to be tired of throwing my money away. Mark off the gilders. Uh, I got a six. Great. The child returns with uh, a, a child's best impression of whatever you wanted. So it may be slightly different, but it's, you know, more or less what you asked. Uh, what, what what does it look like? I, I asked for a something. I asked for a sword. What is it? What is it? Um, it's probably like a, a really large knife okay. um, with some holes in it. But it's, it's passing great. scary. Yeah, it could be like okay. a piratical That's fine. instrument. That's fine. Yeah. This is this is a backup plan anyway. Venus thanks him and puts it in his cloak. Uh, he asks who who you're going to kill with it. Oh, <laughs> Venus laughs. Um, oh no no no! None of that would be happening. It's it's really just smoke and mirrors. And he winks at the child as if the child wouldn't understand what that means. Uh, it also winks at you, but it has very large compound eyes. So winking <laughs> means something different. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Marcus is uh, checking out that box full of fake eggs. Uh, yeah, you have a box full of, of leathern um, waiting egg wrappers in which um, something roughly the right weight and, and texture has been stuffed and, and they've been sewn shut. So they would not pass inspection by anyone who knows what they're looking for up close. But at a distance, they look... I mean, all weight and eggs basically look the same. Sort of like if you had a bunch of chicken eggs from a distance, they would all look exactly the same. He's got his hands uh, out as if he's trying to like measure and like try to Tetris uh, other things in it. And he's just casing the thing like. <laughs> so uh, what's our plan today, everyone? I don't, I don't know if we got that far, guys. We do. Here is the plan. <laughs> Oat unrolls a big piece of paper <laughs> on the table. And on it is written, space for plan, plan ideas. Uh, and then underneath it is the word house question mark that's been scratched out. And underneath has been written house exclamation point. <clears throat> team. What, does it, okay. Okay. So we got a wet team and a dry team. The dry team is myself, Beta and Venus. We will be presenting ourselves as the Alpha, a postal Thwaite and the Gray. We will be approaching the house. Our, uh, our arrival having already been announced presage foreshadowed last night. We will sell the sell a beta as the alpha, this big, rich, fancy merchant from far away. Parts unknown, but we can establish status easily. Just leave it to me. We will then make an offer to buy Sleepmonger itself, pending upon an immediate review and tour of its grounds and staff. This will keep Teye occupied while the wet team... And then Oat gestures at Remy will... Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Back door, right? Back door <laughs> and, plans. And then Oat uh, writes, fuck yeah. him up under house exclamation. <laughs> secret, secretly. Secret, secret, secretly. Well, 
Well, also, also grabbing the eggs. We want to fuck up, but also grab grab the eggs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, I think. <laughs> oh, right, eggs. Write that down. Write that down. Don't forget that. Yeah, my question <laughs> is, how do we bring this in surreptitiously? <laughs> what if, what if we cover the eggs with a layer and it makes a case for the weapons that you're bringing in? Well, I believe the wet team will be having the replacement eggs, and they're they're not going to be with the dry team. So it's, it's really true. just put them in the backpack when you go in and go steal the eggs, swap them out. That buys us a little time, perhaps. But and then get out, sure as Dixie. What? Temperature controlled in a special container. That's why this container is important. <laughs> I assume we're just going to be swapping the eggs, swapping the eggs in and out, in and back before anything defrosts. You should get the eggs and then move them quickly to uh, back to Shandy's apartment building. And if you could do that very quickly, it shouldn't be any issue. But um, okay. if the eggs are not kept cool, they will just open and become uh, very young. They'll become baby waitins. You'll have eight baby waitins instead of eight <laughs> eggs. The eggs are easier oh, to transport and somewhat more robust than newborn waitins. So that's really the issue here about uh, the, the temperature. I see. I'm not ready to be a father. <laughs> is it anything that like the Waitons are born the first person they see they're like that is my mother that's my Remy mom. and Mercus Imp- yeah. upon. I mean they're they're almost exactly as intelligent as humans uh, so you know so yes so yes, yes. yes that's exactly how babies work Amazing. I understand yeah. that from movies <laughs> Zeshino says, okay, I think what we have to do is we will bring in the case with the fake eggs and we'll make the judgment call about how that gets used, whether or not we leave with the coolerator, whether or not we leave with the eggs in a sack. I'll bring a big bag. We'll see what happens. I think the situation is going to dictate what I think we need to know and... Uh, Team Dry, you let us know if you think this is doable. You need to tell us exactly where the eggs are stored so that we can just waltz in, go right to the right place, pick up the eggs and leave. Correct. Beta, that might rely on you uh, doing the brain thing again, um, but it seems to have worked in the past uh, and I think I got the hang of it Beta. Beta says, you know, for a long time, everyone was like, you know, Beta, you use you use your ether speak too often. Beta, don't don't bother me while I'm sleeping by popping into my head. But now you guys are just <laughs> loving when I ether speak. The other thing is Shandy gave you, Beta, those pills that turn people into water or whatever that let them sink through solid objects like it's mm-hmm. liquid. Um, I, uh, you know, when he said it, I thought like, oh, why would I ever want to do this to myself? But I didn't think, what if we forced someone else to eat Ah. I feel like, okay, I feel like I've been saying this forever with the brain rats. That's just me. Maybe you haven't been listening. I've been quipping about the brain <laughs> that is rats. That true. And I Remy like, has been talking wet. about Team Wet. This is what we do. We stuff uh, one into as a you, rat as, and chuck as, it. As, as, Remy st- as Remy starts talking about brain rats again, you can see Zestino just completely tune out. <laughs> She's like, I don't, uh, the brain rats again. I'm having a hard time. Um, so Beta takes those pills out of her pocket and she gives it to Zestino. No, just give me, give me the pills. Give me the pills. So she gives one to Zestano, she gives one to Remy, and then she gives a piece of gunch to um, Mercus and says, don't let Remy see this. <laughs> well, why are you going to do with this? I'm right here. I can see I can see you saying that. Well, I saw Marcus you do wasn't that. getting one, so I had to give Mercus I don't something. need, I don't need this. <laughs> 
So at this point, um, the door opens again. The waiting bodyguards don't announce themselves, but a bunch of knocks happen. And one of them says, uh, announcing the presence of his majesty, uh, the pirate king of the dark seas. Uh, and Grand Shandy enters with a tray of uh, perfectly baked, normal looking muffins. Um, maybe they're a little green because there is macro kelp involved, but it's it's or macroalgae, but it's 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 good. It tastes sweet and has a nice savory note as well. Uh, and he asks how how it's going. Um, yep. and oh, yep. yes. Go no, go ahead. No, big, big GS, buddy. Thank you for putting us up. Appreciate you. I think we're we're good to go. Pretty much, we're gonna go do a heist. We have teams. We've got team names. We got everything. We've got everything covered. It's just like you, you know, you'd imagine a professional group of people to be. The only thing I need, I think, do you have like a like a big knife? I don't have an. I, I threw my machete at somebody and it exploded. And I, you know, I, I would like a replacement. Deadly, right? The, um, yes, we can. We can be getting you a, a a large knife of some sort or another. Beautiful. And then I think that's it. I think. I mean. You guys are good to go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Zestino, Zestino takes one of the muffins um, and uh, puts it in one of the big pockets in her um, poncho. Uh, call that a road show. Love it. A bit disrespectful <laughs> coming from a pirate king, but um, luckily I'm I'm obliging. Uh, right. Well, I didn't actually come down here just to uh, give you the muffins uh, as much as that would be uh, gentle personally of me. Uh, I'm actually here to tell you that there's been a grand convocation of the pirates called of the Dark Seas uh, for tomorrow, uh, actually. So if you could hurry along uh, on the understanding that we had about what might come to pass uh, vis-a-vis yourselves and uh, unknown secret uh, work that you might be carrying out for or, uh, the Grand Shandy, that would be uh, most wonderful. So that by tomorrow morning, all could be right in vis-a-vis the weapons pointed at the backs and uh, the long metaphorical speech that we had. Uh, you still remember, right? You didn't get yes. uh, too deep in your cups last night. I heard you might have been at Scabbards. And boy, was it a time. <laughs> uh, some of you disappeared uh, from the bathroom, which, I mean, happens to the best of us. Uh, anyway, <laughs> right. Um, if you don't have any other questions for me, uh, I'll leave you to it. Again, uh, no thieving from the house, but uh, yes, if you need normal things, Things like, uh, you know, uh, uh, melee weapons, uh, you know, if you want to borrow a child for some reason, uh, you know, muffins. <laughs> uh, those are basically the things I have on offer. Uh, all right. Everyone well. Mm-hmm. Class. I think we're good. And he yes. Many leaves sort of as you're answering him. May your dreams be rich with. <laughs> I like how he's always got somewhere else to be. He's, he runs he's busy. the largest organization on the cities. <laughs> uh, Venus addresses the group. I, and just a quick note. Um, last night, uh, we needed to sneak away from a, a, a tale. And um, what I did was I went to the bathroom and I just snuck out of the bathroom and it was fine. If we need to sneak away, just do something like that. You don't need to go get in a toilet. You don't need to go down in the sewer. You don't need to do anything with brain rats. You don't need to get lost. You don't need to swim underwater for miles. There's none of that's necessary. It's just a quick duck out. Just how, you know, how, just like that and just scurry away and we're going to do that. All right. Listen, it's been a little <laughs> while since I've been out in the field. I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay. If you, uh, wet team gets caught, Remember, you are security for the Alpha and you are, you know, maybe perhaps checking out a bomb threat or something. And, um, you know, dry team, I think just, um, you know, go with it. Have fun. You know, Alpha is a very important person and is probably rich enough to buy this whole island over five or six times. So act like it. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you coaching me on yes, how sir. to con Rich? Okay, all right. You know what? I love it. I love your leadership, Venus. Oh, I wasn't really talking to you at all. I, we, we've had some problems in the past, and I just want to make sure everybody's got their I got the mind on their shoulders, if it will. <laughs> Oh, I think I think that that one spelled that one that 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 felt specifically aimed at Team Wet. Um, 
And it's, and fair. it's and fair. It fair. And it's fair. And it was fair. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oat puts his hand in the middle and says, steal an egg, stop a war. Steal an egg, <laughs> stop a war. Rescuing kids. Steal an egg, stop. Yay. Stealing eggs. Steals. We need to work on that as well. All right. Then we're off. Ahoy, fleeters. It's Jen, refactor of your heart and soul, here to check in on your current mission. How you doing? You need some jerky? It looks like you're already listening to Float City. Good, good, looking good already. But are you a member of our Patreon? For as little as five Terran dollars per month, you get ad-free, high-quality versions of the show, as well as tons of extras. We are currently celebrating 300 patrons and are slowly DMing each of you your very own Archaeotech. If for any reason you are unhappy with your assigned equipment, acquisitions will happily exchange it, no questions asked. If you have not received your item one week from today, please do file a report with us. Join us today at patreon.com slash funcityventures. Again, that's patreon.com slash funcityventures. We are also paying actual dollars for helping us out with our Float City transcripts. You can find more information about it in our show notes. Thank you for your service, and I'll see you down at the canteen. Um, so on the way there, uh, you don't get attacked. Nothing interesting happens other than you hear different people, uh, probably, you know, a lot of people in saw pockets as you leave um, Shandy's immediate zone talking about the convocation and the convocation is among the, the, the all of the gangs. But there's the three really big ones that matter, which is um, Shandy's group, the saw pockets, um, Dea's group, the dune cutters, uh, who are more allied with Gazium and with the third group, which is uh, sort of has the most mutants. They're just called the entities and they're run by a waiting named Shifty Brink Salter and Shifty and uh, Grand Shandy have serious beef going back many years. Uh, and so these three pirate lords will be gathering tomorrow, no matter what, because of the guns and the need to make a decision about whether to move the guns or not. So it's all up to you as to what is the outcome of that meeting. Uh, you go up the stairs. These stairs are very, very large and very crowded today. Uh, I assume you guys have some sort of tactical way in which you're moving, so you're not we all are together. Not to, we are not all together. Dry team is with no. themselves. Wet team is yeah. with themselves. Not together. What is the perception of the kaleidoscope painting we all have on our bodies like Venus has it on his eyes coming all the way down Marcus has a belly plate like is that a common thing to see Still? around or is that like strange that is a great great question that I was waiting for someone to ask earlier but also forgot to remind you guys you have kaleidoscopic patches uh roll reason this is an easy reason check oh uh oh <laughs> oh I've got a five though uh it's fine that's it's an easy check you got a five you have been pranked super hard uh Shady <gasps> loves pranking bros uh it goes away eventually, but the only people you might see essentially um, stag parties and hen parties of people who have also kaleidogen, uh, you know, tattoos. Uh, but you don't see other professionals, uh, professionals in the trade who have kaleidogen patches. Wow. Uh, so, so, right. this together so over a day of this is, this is the still fleet equivalent of someone drawing a dick and balls on our forehead while we passed out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Quite right. 
I think it's because Marcus is looking at all the other workers, like all the other muscle <laughs> around. As he's carrying a case, uh, Marcus looks around and doesn't see anyone else with kaleidoscopic tattoos. <laughs> and he just kind of hunches over so his belly kind of creases over his little patch. He's like, oh, uh, we've been had. <laughs> but doesn't really get to communicate that to the whole group because they're separated. Uh, I'll be clear. Uh, but yeah, Oat it, does not have this stuff. Oat did not do that. Did not do it. Also, Beta, I don't think it we established it did not show up on her right body. no yeah. i left it totally up to you if shoot though would, would have that but and, and also if you cover it up it's fine but um otherwise maybe some of the wait and stevedores and saw pockets giggle or ask you about your crazy night out um but yeah it's it's not a, it doesn't affect the game really it's just you've got pranked it's yeah mergus just mumbles uh, scabbards every time anyone sneers at him <laughs> Oh, we know. Uh, Okay, so you all arrive in whatever order you want. Um, So in two groups, I guess, at at the top of Churchy Markets. So, you know, as you move laterally out onto the the top of Graffa, you're on Sadman Beach. You're in the avenue sort of between the two thin strips of beach, uh, one going north, one going south. And uh, Sleepmonger House is basically all of the estate to your left. It's all of the the south part. And as usual, there's a big hedge past the beach, completely obscuring the house. You just see dunes and beyond that, a rectangular, you know, long avenue block long hedge and you see you know merchants porters and indeed as before you see little clumps of pirates you see maybe three kind of near sleepmonger house and three or four across the street kind of up the up the avenue the other way uh what do you guys do dry team is going to approach the front door of sleepmonger great and i think wet team we're going to hang back for mm-hmm. a second probably not as a group and maybe just kind of trying to blend in like across the street kind of wait for the phone call to come in as it were great uh you approach you see those three pirates will say uh all humans this time and if you're I think you were here yesterday right you made an impression so I think they would notice you and they might kind of go over to the the guards at the the front gate of the house which includes one of the fex and the the fex looks at the humans and they chat briefly and then the fex actually comes up to you and uh and sort of asks who you are you know tell me about how you approach is it very obvious right. who the leader is here or well first of all can I have a conversation as we approach with beta and venus course uh all right so we're about to like turn the corner and like be on stage as it were and i say uh venus now tell me what is the most visually exciting thing you can do with the male science stuff Ah, well, I could turn myself um, purple and grow strange writhing skin and um, have my hair stick up and become all uh, electrified. Oh, this is great. Why don't you do that more? <laughs> I did it once to try to scare someone, but I still had to shoot him in the face. Yeah, all right. Well, keep it on deck. We might need it. Now, Beta, we're going to do the old, uh, what I call... <laughs> Give me yes. a planet name, Wyatt. What's a planet name that hasn't been in the show yet? Kaliat. This is called the Kaliat Shuffle. Now, you're going to pretend oh, that you no. don't speak common and that I'm translating to yes. you, right? That's the game we're doing? Yes. All right. I'm Fantastic. speaking late Tefnian. Oh, So it perfect. is a real language, just in case, you know, one of these guards speaks uh, late Tefnian. I'm taking a note and we'll envelop it and enfold it into the con. I love this. It's so rare that, like, I feel like I'm in a place of competence and expertise. And this is... A really great break. All right, all right. Now, <laughs> Beta, uh, is your is the brain thing ready to go? Where we all talk to each other's heads? Beta answers in uh, Oat's head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Steal an egg, win a war. Let's do it. Yeah, you approach. Um, the Fex is walking towards you as you're walking toward him, unless you stop. Uh, no, we, so this is the way we're approaching. Uh, 
Alpha, uh, Alpha is in the back with Postal Thwaite and the Gray are up front. And I rolled right at, so the person on duty at the front door today is the guard who is on duty outside yesterday, uh, who is extremely aggressive and immediately is just loudly yelling, um, what's up new people? And he pulls from his back <laughs> a solid gold machete that is as long oh, as he is God. and just kind of waves it <laughs> lazily at you, uh, and says, uh, you know, who comes to Sleepmonger? house as though you are on the list and you are not on the list. Oh, I hate him already. <laughs> no, I love this guy. He's great. He's a uh -huh. dumbass. Machete of gold? That's just gonna bend so fast? Yeah, the worst metal to make a machete out of. That's like gallium would so be worse. Soft. He, he also has a he also has a modern like assault rifle strapped to his back. He, he's definitely a rifle for salt? The... This guy's an idiot! That's, that's, that's gonna scan great in the show. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Should we explain the joke? Uh, yes. We'll, we'll do a fun chatting about the joke. Do yeah. a fun chatting about uh, it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what Taylor meant. Um, I am Postal Thwaite, and I am representing the Alpha. We seek to parlay with Taye now. And you're not on the list. And we heard about you yesterday because it says someone named the Alpha might come to our door. Why should I let you in? This is the only time we will be visiting Grafa. Should you not speak with us now, you will never receive this meeting again. He is looking at the group with the eyes of someone whose job it is to make security decisions. Uh, and he does this all the time. Girl charm. And he's going to contest that and try to tell if you're lying, basically. I did not do well. Uh, a five. <laughs> Uh, he got an eight. He does not believe anything I was saying and is, uh, and, and actually does slip the machete back into its holster and, and looks a little more professional now. He's not going to attack you with a ornamental weapon. Uh, mm -hmm. he asks, um, you know, what is your business here, man? Like, why are you coming around Sleepmonger House two days in a row? That's super suspicious. Twice as suspicious as a single day. <laughs> When this is happening, Alpha, uh, Beta, as Alpha, says a couple words to O uh, in late Tefnian, kind of acting like she's uh, confused. Uh, yeah, this guy does not know late Tefnian very clearly. Uh, and I sort of look surprised. Uh, yes. <clears throat> yes, uh, yes, madam. Uh, and I look back to the guard and I say, my mistress has given me per permission to explain to you that we seek to make an offer on Sleepmonger, but this offer will only come once. On what? Offer on what? Sleepmonger, the manor. He looks back at this avenue block long estate and looks back at you, the three of you, and uh, says... Nothing. He just starts laughing uh, and then says, uh, you, you're telling me you're going to buy the whole thing, all of this, with money. No, not with money, with trade. But for anything more than that, we'll need to speak to Tay directly. Uh, please. We certainly don't mind waiting for, and I turn back to uh, Beta, would you say a few minutes? And I, I say something in like a gobbledygook language. <laughs> uh, yeah, Beta looks down at her her nails, even though she doesn't have any nails, and kind of looks <laughs> to the side and says something back in late Tefnian. We understand that this is not orthodox, and so we are prepared to wait for six and a half minutes. 
Okay. What is the nonsense that Beta is saying? Like, I'm just curious, like, if I did understand late Tefnia, is she like... She's she's saying, um, she's saying, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't believe we're really doing this. <laughs> she's like, this house is so chuggy. Is that the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Cut that, please. That's not going to age well. No one's going to know what it means in a month. <laughs> okay, you got it, got it. My bad. Um... No, how about you bleep it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, do it. Keep it in. So she, he leaves. This is his name. Yesterday, his name's Trial. Trial leaves and is going to go con- confer with his boss. There's an uncomfortable amount of time that passes because actually waiting six and a half minutes with no information would feel really <laughs> weird. Uh, and then right at about the six and a half minute mark, a different Fex uh, comes towards you. This Fex is a little older and one of his legs uh, looks like he had lost it and it's been replaced with actually a, waitin', a, a young waitin' limb. And he immediately, as soon as he sees Oat, if Oat's uh, waitin' arm is not disguised, has it a brief not. sort of nod of recognition mission. Uh, and he, he sort of, um, you know, wa- walks forward uh, and again is looking you all up and down very thoroughly and then introduces himself as Frishian Yen Frishian Yen and says, uh, I am the chancellor of Sleepmonger House. It is my job to keep my master's schedule. And she is quite busy, as you can imagine. I'm told by my colleague, you have very serious business. And yet, we don't know who you are. We've heard some rumors. We know you were here yesterday for some reason, but you didn't come in or anything. And you're not on the list. Maybe you could come inside and we could chat very briefly uh, about what it is you want. Uh, Of course, we will have to check you. We have certain security protocols you can understand, I'm sure. Of course, this is all amenable to us. Great. And he takes out a little fish-shaped whistle and whistles. It's a very annoying tinny sound. And a number of what appear to be basically very large skunks uh, just kind of rush out from the estate grounds and begin circling you and sniffing you, sort of like guard dogs. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys have weapons that aren't like very complex architect, uh, they, you know, they find all of the weapons and they want all of the weapons to be given to his colleague who, who comes back, this sort of hot-headed fex with the machete, uh, who basically puts them in a bag or, you know, depending how many there are, how awkward that is. Oat doesn't have anything. Would they, would they recognize the Illithinari visor as a weapon? No, no. These are skunks. They have no idea what that is. Okay. <laughs> so they wouldn't recognize the Illithinari visor. The visage is my shield. The What about the two-sided dart where you can see through someone's eyes? Uh, the dart probably looks like enough, like a dart that okay. the effects would want to take that. Cool. And not the fishbowl? Probably no. It looks like a fishbowl with a Game Boy inside? Uh, <laughs> no, I guess not. They, if that's, <laughs> they might ask what it is. And and then uh, they ask what it is, and Alpha just speaks to them in late Tefnian as if they would know. Uh, that is great. I'm gonna roll a thing very briefly. Um, the, <laughs> this the person, the the leader, uh, Frishan, uh says basically like "Como está? Donde es la baño?" In late Tefnian, <laughs> he, he he seems to have picked up random late Tefnian words, but not. Oh shit! He's been doing yeah. his Duolingo. Uh, <laughs> So I don't know what you said to him, but he sort of understood. Uh, yeah, uh, she said, what was the question that she asked? Oh, um, she, you basically described yeah, what it I was. Yeah, I described what, the, what yeah, the piece of equipment was. Yeah, then he then you get to keep everything except the dart. The dart they will, uh, Shrial takes for safekeeping on his person. Uh, and then they say, uh, he says, follow me, and leads you uh, on the long straight path toward the front entrance of the house. Venus has um, two guns with him that he gives up uh, and puts in the bag, but he does have that um, sword, the holy, the sword with literal holes in it, the holy sword. So he does say, I would ask only that you follow me with this, as it is a gift for Taya. <laughs> the, this, this sword right here? Yes. 
sure. Uh, you can keep that if you'd like on oh. you, uh, if you <laughs> are giving it and not acting in a hostile manner. Uh, I will you. trust you. Thank you. Um, he, he asks your names. He's cordial. He's, he's very uh, polite, but he does, you know, say normal, nice stuff as you're walking uh, toward the house. Oh, of course. Uh, you may call me a postal thwait. I am the attache of the Moss Ascendancy to their mistress, the Alpha, and her communications demiurge. This is her grand vizier, the Grey. And of course, it is my utmost pleasure and your utmost honor to hereby witness the Empress of Export, the White Whale of Wholesale, chair of their Narcosan hyperchamber of the all-encompassing commerce, Alpha. We are honored by your presence, persons with very long job titles. I am Frishayan Yen Freshen Nalalan, uh, the leader of the drill team. There are several of us. You'll see us about the house. Uh, we are mercenaries in the employ of uh, Mistress Tae. She is a very powerful politician, banker in this city. I We're well presume aware. you know that or you wouldn't be here. Good. That's correct. When you enter the house, the front doors are very large, very heavy. And, you know, to either side, there's the thick windows. And it looks, because the windows are this medieval glass, you kind of can't tell how beautiful it is inside. Inside is very light. You're in this concourse between the two wings of the house. Uh, so the whole top is glass. And at the other end are similar, very large, heavy doors, which are actually open onto the beach right now. And there's a couple of other effects guards, um, you know, smoking cigarettes and chatting. And uh, they sort of straighten up when they see Frishane, Fishrane and Frishane Nalalan approach. And uh, you can see there's a door on the left, a door on the right that go into the north and south wings of the house. Uh, There's beautiful tile on the floor and it's pretty spare in design, but there are some creeping uh, plants going up the sides of this outer sort of concourse area, this this between zone. And he leads you into the south wing of the house, so to your right, and that um, opens onto uh, just like a, a very sunny room with a low false walled off like kitchen area. And there's no one in here right now, but you see one more guard uh, sort of in the central area where uh, essentially there, there's more doors beyond. There's somebody at like the back of this very large sort of central great room. And there's some low couches about. It's a couple chairs, you know, like bar sort of stools. Um, there's not that much stuff in here. Everything is very, very nice. It's immaculately clean. It doesn't look like someone has a lot of, of like social life going on in the house. Uh, he does not ask you to sit. He immediately cuts down to business and says, uh, you know, who are you really? What do you really want? Um, we saw you around yesterday. We're extremely suspicious. And you just told my colleague that you somehow could buy Sleepmonger House. And he seems to not really believe you, but he's at least willing to play along. You've gotten this far. I did not tell your colleague that we were able to buy Sleepmonger House. I said we would trade for it. Any more details will be dealt with directly with Taye. If, if coming around yesterday made you uncomfortable or caused any suspicion on our part, that's, an, of course, an apology for me. Forthcoming now, I am sorry for that. But I'm sure that you understand that we have supreme security concerns, not only due to the alpha status and nature of our business, but of course, in environs such as these, no offense intended, of course. No offense taken. Uh, I would expect nothing less. And of course, it makes sense that you would want to view the exterior, although there's not much to view before you entered inside. Uh, you can see it's very well built. It's very beautiful. It is. And it's easy it's to It's a guard. wonderful place. Venus is looking around, um, inspecting things as, a, as though there's a hidden list of maybe a thousand requirements for this building that yes. um, they privately have. And Venus is, is astutely checking to see that they will fit um, all of the exacting specifications. Yeah, I would say if you want to roll to perceive, I might tell you a little more depending on, on 
how good you are at sort of uh, not giving yourself away in a guarded situation. Also, yeah, for Shane, definitely seems like uh, he's still trying to gauge whether he should bother uh, Tae with meeting with you guys. Right. Um, you would you would just sort of understand that from what's going on here. This is mostly for show, but it would still be interesting if you could, uh, if uh, my perception could give me anything. It's, I got rolled a five. Um, yeah, you you see what I described. You might notice that um, almost definitely uh, there's at least one like bedroom beyond at the back of this uh, this wing of the house. So you're not sure about the other wing, and you're not sure about other rooms, but you're in a kind of great room, kitchen, sitting room area, and beyond are some mm. bedrooms. Yeah, and the other effects guard here seems all of the other effects except Trial seem more sort of um, subservient to Frishane. They, they sort of do whatever he says immediately. I understand that this is, as I said, unorthodox. Um, in many of our business dealings, we often may schedule things years or, you know, entire solar cycles in advance. That's understandable. However, there come a time and there come events in all of our lives which demand a certain flexibility. Matters of great import and value are times and events such as these. I would appreciate if you were to give this opportunity the respect I believe in hindsight, you will feel it deserves. I see. You would call this a meta-orthodox situation. And then he laughs uh, as if he's made a very <laughs> funny joke. Yeah, and Oat cracks. Oat, uh, you know, like, or Oat pretends to crack as if, and, and he laughs as well. <laughs> yes. I, I think, I think, uh, should your master make the uh, specifics of this situation clear to you, I think we would all agree it is far above uh, and beyond the orthodox, yes. Uh, great. Well, if you could um, maybe tell me a little bit more about what possible realm of trade you could envision being worth the largest piece of property, arguably, on Grafa, besides maybe the impenetrable red steel tower of the late Tefnians, uh, it would help me even understand uh, what world uh, we're, we're sitting in, in terms of negotiation. No. Are you talking about um, no? Just no. That's no. Uh, any Understood. further details, we'll need to speak with Taye directly. I mean, you understand that for security reasons, he he nods at you and turns to be, uh, Alpha slash Beta and says like see si, la biblioteca and just disappears <laughs> down the hall. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, now he's going to kick this up the chain of commands. So you're left alone with one guard in the room and um, another guard outside in the in the concourse. Uh, and other than that, you haven't seen anyone. It's bright. It's still, like, late morning. Do we want to cut to... Um, this is dry team, right? Do we want to cut to wet team? I still can't believe we went with dry and wet. <laughs> <laughs> How many guards are there outside Sleepmonger House uh, now that um, dry team has entered? So there's three humans who are not really specifically doing much. They're just kind of on the street, and that's it. And then inside the hedges, um, I don't know if you, if wet team was able to observe dry team, but they w you would have seen two yeah. fecks and a, and four giant skunks, and they all went toward the house. And that's it. It doesn't. It's not like a lot of dudes. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe like you know, Zestino um, sidles up next to Remy as they're both pretending to look at something in like a shop stall, and is like didn't like the look of those. Would we know what those animals were? Yeah, Zishana's lived on Cockadoon. Uh, they're Cockadinae, insert MacGuffin name here. Yeah, they're, they're giant skunks. Giant they're basically yeah, large okay. uh, mus uh, xenomustelids that are, uh, you know, cranky forest creatures. These have been trained. They have great sniffers and they can uh, ferret out. They've been trained to specifically detect common weapons. So things like swords, hatchets, uh, pistols, bombs, yeah. shotguns. Uh, they probably wouldn't know like what a laser is, although they might get it because it's gun-shaped. Gun right. uh, they definitely wouldn't find like a single poison thing that doesn't look like a weapon. Um, they look like they could fight you pretty bad. I mean, you know, they have big claws. Yeah. Uh, so Zeshino explains this to Remy, and if Mercus is nearby, Mercus, like under her breath, like, oh, gotta be careful about not having anything that they're gonna sniff out. 
um, if if we're going that way, I guess we don't know exactly um, how we're getting in yet, huh? I I think we go in through the back. I think you know maybe we maybe we just make a little hole. Maybe we make a little hole in the wall and we just sneak right in. Zestino looks at Marcus and says, like, uh, I mean, Banshee, you do you have any guesses? I mean, you're good at getting into things, right? Mm-hmm. And he's uh, standing sentry uh, with the, the case of fake eggs and, and pretending not to <laughs> acknowledge Zestino. <laughs> but he he's uh, eyeing the hedges for any weakness, for any manholy type situation. Um, if there's like a freight entrance of some sort, like uh, something like that. He uh, basically uses Find Nemat, which is uh, burning three grit and making a reason check. Uh, so I'll do that. Got a 10. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's no freight entrance. There's the front entrance where everything comes and the back entrance, which is pretty much symmetric. It's shorter because the house kind of ends on the, the hedges right in front of it and then the beach. But they're both uh, heavy iron gates that can be closed. Uh, they're open a lot of the time and then the doors are very heavy to the house. However, you do find Neymat. Essentially, you find that there is a manhole covered nearby and based on your electrical sense, you can feel that the normal sewer, you would not feel really electrical charge. It's just sewer and it's badly made sewer because uh, they can't dig very deep or they hit, you know, a cenote and fall or whatever. Something bad happens. Um, they hit unexploded ordinance from a, a, a war, a thousand years ago who knows um in this case you you feel an electrical sense you feel there is a tunnel constructed uh to be some sort of you're guessing like escape route uh but essentially there's you know a manhole cover in the street it is in the middle of the avenue so there's people around but uh mm. if you get down there it will lead you you think right into the heart it you feels like it's going dead toward sleepmonger house uh, the underneath yeah. of yeah um, Marcus looks around, uh, scanning the, the street, uh, and, and sort of, he's making kind of a homing noise, like, <laughs> and then he spots the manhole, um, oh, I've got a problem. I, I, I see this, this hole over here, but it's in daylight, and there are tons of eyes oh, here. Oh, I got it, don't worry about it. Uh, just let me know when we need to go. Don't worry about it, I what got, do you mean? I got it, don't worry about it. Okay. Well, that's our door. Yeah, as I, as soon as I'm, I, I feel, should we wait for the signal from Beta, or should we just get down there and see what happens? Let's get down there. Let's see what let's, happens. Let's wait for the signal. I, what, you, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're the boss, I mean, it's hard. It's Zesh. hard to make a decision I mean, because you're being very mysterious about a thing that you're claiming will help. So I'm gonna I'm just, I'm just don't worry okay. about it. I'm gonna do the thing, and it'll be fine. Is it like the emissary helping again? No, it's. <laughs> Yeah, because if was that's going to happen time. again, that, I would okay. politely request. was not help. That was not help. I mean, as I recall, the emissary did murder a few of our enemies. So, that's you know, true. it wasn't all bad. Uh, and and Zestino says, well, if we need a plan B, um, it turns out that the best way to hide uh, if you need to do something that is a little suspicious is to just not be suspicious about it. And if we have to go into a hole in the ground, we'll just tell everybody we should be allowed to go in the hole. It won't be a problem. Don't worry. I, I feel like we can talk our way out of this. Shall we plan A then? Shall I plan A? Yes, then? you. Sh I, I'm so curious to see what it uh, is that you have in your sleeve. Are we doing it now or waiting? Yeah, we're doing it now. We're doing it now because we don't know what's down there. We should figure it out, right? Um, okay, uh, Remy. So Remy's gonna pick up a pebble. Or, mm -hmm. Oh shit! I assume the streets are cobblestoned, right? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's. I mean, there's sandy. Yeah, you find a pebble or little piece of shell somewhere. Great. Uh, and he's gonna look around the street. Is there like a? Is there? Are there any like stores or anything like that are heavily trafficked? Uh, 
it's not very there's not a lot of heavy traffic here it's kind of a weird part of town mm -hmm. um but there's definitely like porters going back and forth all the time uh bringing stuff up to the the upper part of the island uh and there are some stores like like in front of you um there's definitely some sort of high end shops um maybe there's <laughs> like a lunch spot with you know a good dozen people or something in it Perfect. Uh, does the lunch spot have a sign? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, so Remy is going to use charge and flick the, the shell as far as or as close to that sign as possible. Uh, okay. So you want to blow up the sign? Is that yes? Correct? <laughs> uh, great. Um, the sign says uh, "puddle struck" and it basically describes a special on a kind of like il flottant, but with like um, a live tarantula inside that then you have to chase down and eat. And that's something the rich people here love to do. It's considered extremely chuggy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you destroy that sign. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I, yeah. He's going to aim for, like, just below it so it falls, and, it like, there's an explosion, it falls, and, you know, Great, so there's this noise. long copy sign and, like, scroll, you know, looping, beautiful uh, Kakudene handwriting, and it just tilts over and falls. Um, how loud is the explosion? Is the idea to get everyone's attention who's dining yes. inside? Okay. Yeah, so uh, I should burn, uh, I'm just going to burn one grit. Yeah, <laughs> There's definitely at least three guards who are going to try to notice that you just threw a pebble that blew up that sign. Um, so I don't know if you're trying to be sneaky or like, I think he's trying to be, hide. I think he's trying to be sneaky about it. He's okay. just, you know, like hands, hand by his side, just kind of flicking Got as it. far as he can aiming for the sign. It does. I don't know if he hits it. I haven't rolled for it, but he's going to hit oh, something and it's going to explode. Sure. Oh, that's actually a good point. I was going to give you the hitting a sign cause it's not a part, but yeah, roll, roll to hit like mm. near where See, you want it. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have fucking told you. <laughs> Just get a fiver higher on combat. Yeah, You're just yeah, flicking yeah, yeah. a thing and a thing, yeah. Six. You hit the you hit just below the sign where you wanted, and I'd say now you should roll movement to sneak, uh, because okay. there are guards paid to literally look out for suspicious stuff like people throwing explosions. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's, but it's, it's not it's not a throw so much as it's a flick. But I get it. Should I burn some grit now? Let's free ball it. Nine. Wow. All right. <laughs> uh, free ball, free ball it. On the, nine. the first pirate rolled a natural one, so he was actually at the crescendo of a really big story and is extremely annoyed and freaked out when the explosion happens and um, sort of spills his his coffee on uh, his buddies and now none of them are looking at you they're all running toward the explosion or just cleaning stuff off their their yeah. goblets i assume i feel like the sign probably is like hanging and then it falls and it's you know people are just ah, what the hell either yeah, running away from it or toward and, yeah someone immediately <laughs> um, runs out and says my sign it took me so long oh, to no. write that sign by hand uh if only there was a shop that printed them. Yeah, there's people running out. They're all worried about the sign. No one saw you. So uh, you've created a distraction. Guards are not looking at you for at least, you know, a, a minute. Can we say, yeah, yeah. Zestino has positioned herself over the manhole cover. And as soon as the distraction is made, like, whoop, sort of tries to pull up the, the cover. You guys yank it up and yeah. disappear into the darkness? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Marcus's uh, tail flipping in. <laughs> I told you I got it. Manhole cover closing noise. You're alone in the darkness. It's it's not very deep. Uh, you go down like five feet and you're just in a tunnel and it's it's pretty cramped. It's like just, you know, maybe Mercus can stand up basically, but the rest of you are kind of bent over. And um, it's just collecting water and moving it around in such a way so that all the water from the top of the city doesn't just spray randomly on people on the cliffs or down into the escape, uh, but actually moves somewhere else. So it sort of takes it toward the edge and then like down. Uh, so um, you can see what the actual sewer is doing. The tunnel you want is like perpendicular to that and clearly just 
goes into darkness, uh, but beneath Sleepmonger House. Um, you can't really see, you know, where it goes from here. Marcus cracks a torch from the adventurer's pack. I think it's like kind of probably a, gl- a glow sticky situation. Yeah, it's like yeah. dinoflagellates that, that mix it. Yeah, it does a little shaky shake and uh, cracks it. <laughs> they can see it a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you can see it goes down a ways towards Sleepmonger House because it's like a whole avenue block. So you're on like one end of it and it looks like it goes for a long part of that. Just it's a concrete tunnel, basically. Okay. Uh, Mercus leads the way down that tunnel. Uh, after not an awkwardly long amount of time, probably, uh, you know, just a minute, uh, Frishan comes back. And behind him is a middle-aged human woman uh, with uh, not extravagant clothes, um, like a green dress, uh, some practical, you know, she's got like a bandolier with a couple guns, but not, you know, again, like armed to the teeth or anything, not as much as the, the Saw Pockets pirates. Uh, and her hair has, you know, uh, is braided and has, has lots of gold rings in it, but nothing like super over the top. She's not wearing like crown jewels. And she looks at the three of you for a second and sort of tries to understand like what, why, why did I allow my chancellor to bring these people into my living room? And then you could see her just decide to to go with it and ask, uh, who are you and why are you in my house? Hey, hey, it is a pleasure to finally meet you. Vino says a big bow. May we speak freely here? Please. And I understand that this might cause some offense and I I promise you there's no offense intended. This is simply uh, due diligence on our part. Your chancellor, we can trust him with details? Yes. You should assume uh, that he and I are on the same team. I don't really know who you are. He told me you are some rich people from somewhere else and you have a proposition for me. So I make money. I'm here to make money. I'm listening to your proposition. You have five minutes. Normally we would do quite a thorough security review, but of course out of deference to this being your domain, (laughs) we are forgoing uh, that diligence. Although I can say it is relaxing to hear your assurances. And Oat sort of visibly lets himself relax and to make, you know, to make Taye feel that now she is trusted and things are, are, are a bit more normal. You may call me Postlethwaite. I am the attache to the Moss Ascendancy and from the Moss Ascendancy to my employer, as well as her communications demiurge. This is the Grey, her Grand Vizier, and now it is my pleasure and your infinite honor to be presented the Empress of Export, the White Whale of Wholesale, and the Chair of the Narcosa and Hyper Chamber of All-Encompassing Commerce, my mistress, Alpha. And Oat deeply bows, and in in the brain speak, he telepathies to Venus. Bow, bow! Venus is bowing as well, very deeply. (laughs) Beta takes a step forward, puts her hand out to Taye and says, in late Tefnian, Taye, it is such a pleasure to meet you. Finally. Uh, she extends her, her arm and grasps your arm in, in whatever way seems natural um, <laughs> if you were obviously going for some sort of handshake. Uh, and she says, look, uh, I don't know who you are, but I should just tell you, I don't speak Latefnian. I do have... It doesn't matter. I don't speak Latefnian. If you don't know Gazion, then your language uh, is fine. Uh, Spin is fine. As her uh. communications <laughs> demiurge, I'll be translating for Alpha. I see. Well, um, it's nice to meet her. What does she want? Oh, what does she want? She wants many things. But specifically, today, to you, this is what we have to say. For a lifetime. Some would say, the rumors would say, many lifetimes. My employer has operated at the bleeding edge avant-garde of commercial and business theory and practice. Some would even say that the imports, exports, the very balance sheets themselves are made into a kind of postmodern 
modern, postmodern art. Even deals themselves become aesthetic objects. And yet now, because of her desires, we find ourselves in a period of change. Alpha desires to, and I turn back to her and I say, I, I sort of look to her questioningly, and I say with my brain, give me permission to say it. Beta says in late Tefnian, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> All right, and then I say with my brain, touch your hand to your tummy. And then I look back at Tae and I say, Alpha seeks to settle down. She has decided to reproduce. I see. Um, congratulations, I guess, y'all. Uh, should we get some sort of festive... How do you reproduce, if you don't mind my asking? I'm just not as familiar. Well, the details of that are both extremely personal, complicated, and irrelevant to our business today. The long and short of it is this. <clears throat> After an extensive survey, we have determined that this incredible place that you have built, and congratulations and our compliments from all of us uh, today on uh, this, this wonderful place you have made. We have determined that Sleepmonger is the ideal residence for Alpha to assume. However, we also understand, of course, that this is a trade of incredible value. And so we come today offering what we believe to be an extremely generous trade. And I look back to Alpha again for permission to go on. I try to make it seem like I'm nervous, like saying this next part, it's... I, I, it's almost like too big for me to even say on my own. Give me permission, Alpha. Uh, <laughs> uh, Veda's feeling really confident right now. And like, <laughs> really girl. powerful. So she puts her hand on her mouth and gives a little kiss. <laughs> and blows a kiss towards uh, Oat. Oat acts like this is the best thing that's ever happened to him, but he's trying to he's trying to look like he's trying to keep it like down a little bit, trying to repress it a little bit. And like, this is like when the used car salesman is like, let me go ask my boss if we can go cut this deal. And then he leaves and then he comes back and it's like, wow, he really likes you. We're willing to get... All right, so, so Oat says, we have recently come into possession or one might say exclusive access to a fully functioning late Tefnian Hulk orbiting a small ice planet in what we believe to be an unmapped system. We are willing to trade you that vessel plus a lifetime contract of servitude from our banshee, the Grey. And I brainwave to Venos. I say, <laughs> it's showtime. Day is extremely confused. Uh Vino starts to move his arm slowly and he, as he's doing this, like he's kind of doing this to buy just a second of time just to mean like, do you mean you want me to, to call weird now? Yes, yes, turn weird, blue and, Yes, yes, uh, okay. And Vino uh, extends his arms upward and then goes, my power is yours. <laughs> and then he uh, calls weird. Um... <laughs> When uh, Venus calls weird, as you know, as one does in, in the hell sciences, he begins first writhing. His skin begins writhing, um, and then he starts changing color. And, and there's just kind of streaks of blues and purples that kind of run through the writhes until it becomes more blue and purple. And then his hair slowly starts lifting as though he's holding on to one of those electric balls that makes your hair lift. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, electricity starts running between the 
strands of hair. His eyes turn white. He ha- he has almost like this static around him. Uh, you could feel this change, even if you couldn't see him. You could you could you could feel it. Um, and he becomes just basically kind of a writhing blue purple man. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. So two things happen immediately in response, which is one, Fisherian um, whips out his uh, his rifle and is pointing it at you. And he also lowers uh, the mask, uh, his sort of helmet that he, that he wasn't really wearing, which is basically an entire horse skull fitted over his little head. So he's got a horse skull mask and he's pointing this rifle right at uh, Venus. And uh, they herself just backs up and taps a little copper bracer, a little, little copper bracelet. And uh, she just instantly appears to be about three meters to her left. Um, and like, and in a way that is completely physically impossible. Like you're looking at her and then one second she's like in another locus. And they both seem um, honestly a little frightened, uh, but yeah. also just unclear as to what is going on. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then Oat says, please relax. This is not a threat. In fact, quite the opposite. We believe this could be quite a boon for both you and your operations. Our proposition is this. In exchange for the services of the Grey and access to the fully functioning Latefnian Hulk, including its own active stiffworks, we would like Sleepmonger, both its grounds, its structures, and potentially its staff pending an in-person review. Now, what we would position as next steps are these. Today, we would like for you to give us a tour of these grounds, particularly a review of the staff and also the top priority, um, as much as you are willing to share some sort of visual assessment of its secure holding facilities. As you can imagine, this is of utmost importance to any abode the Alpha might assume. Then, should we find, as our survey suggests, Sleepmonger is in fact a good fit for us, we will then invite you to tour the aforementioned Hulk. And if you find it amenable, we will, of course, go on with the trade. I want to roll con. I was going to say, um, you're, you got to roll charm or use con at this point, because yeah. this is a... <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm using wow. con. Bold. It's a big lie. Bold lie, yeah. Get it. Oh, get it. Oh. Do it. Right, four, I love con. <laughs> All right. I have, I have, I'm using my con power. Uh, this is, this is the, 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 the text. This is not a weird power and won't work forever if the lie is unreasonable or can be disproved, but it will allow you to fool anyone briefly. Con. <laughs> Tell a lie. Everyone believes it no check required great and so the lie is we have a fully functioning teffian hulk and we are willing to trade it along with our magic slave for (laughs) (laughs) uh for your house as long as you give us a tour of the secure facilities and our staff reviewed today uh okay i'll allow it i mean it is ultra ridiculous and um there there are other powers that could call this into question but uh for the moment i think khan is a good play here and she uh is at least curious enough to sort of learn the truth about this Hulk, perhaps. So um, she she sort of chuckles and taps the copper bracelet again and is standing right in front of you again, um, not displaced. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fashane leaves the, the mask on but and sort of keeps the rifle out, but lowers it a little so he's not pointing it at, uh, you know, Super Saiyan Venus. And uh, she she looks at her head guard and he looks at her and, and she says, um, listen, y'all, I don't know uh, what to say to this offer, but uh, if you'd like a quick tour of the mansion um i suppose we could do that and maybe get to know one another uh i don't really know where you're from for one and what business you're in that is so um it sounds extremely lucrative uh for another so 
maybe we could discuss some of these matters, uh, and uh, you could see some of the rooms. Uh, it is a fine house. I'm not sure why you think this is, if you're that uh, powerful of a, of a figure, why it would be worth an entire starship. But uh, sure, let's take a walk. Um, does that sound amenable? Oh, it looks to Beta. Beta takes a moment, and she motions for Taye to come closer to her. She desires your presence. <laughs> I'm right here. No more. <laughs> okay, yeah, she, she comes closer. All silently, Beta kind of like is kind of miming what she wants to say. And she kind of puts up a finger like one moment and then ruffles through her bag and pulls out just the top of my uh, my visage is my shield and shows it and points it into the direction of Taye and kind of like with this inquiring kind of like big eyes face, like, look at this. <laughs> she wants you to look at it. <laughs> I, I understood that, but thank you, Demi Urge. Of uh, course. It's it's nice. Um, so basically, it's like if you had in a bag somehow a folded up metal like like Basquiat or like Picasso that you just kind of showed the top of, like yeah. out of your book bag. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like cooling up your shirt to show a gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, Look at this. Roll charm. Oh boy, I'm gonna burn three grit because my roll for charm is a four. So I'm gonna burn six grit and. Four plus six, so I rolled ten. Uh, that's great. Yeah, she she looks in your bag. You have an oversized bag, I guess, in which yeah. you have this uh, ancient futuristic military weapon that is also a beautiful piece of art. Not weapon, sorry, an ancient military uh, shield that is also a beautiful piece of art. And um, she looks in and you can see her face change. And this is maybe the first time in the conversation when she really sort of believes. Uh, so she's not just playing along because you're weird and you don't seem that threatening based on her uh, guard's assessment and her own experience. But she's very curious about this object. And this object seems to prove more than a lot of the the talking and, and you know, what you've done so far. Also, I guess, Venus. Uh, uh, becoming weird is something genuinely very surprising to her. Uh, so she uh, she asks you about it immediately. She starts talking, realizes you don't understand her, and she turns back to the Demiurge and starts asking about it while uh, sort of gesturing that uh, Fishrain should sort of lead the way uh, through the rest of this wing and just sort of meander through some rooms. Uh, so if you want, you're on a tour, uh, room by room, of at least some of the major rooms. You're not sure she's showing you everything, uh, but of Sleepmonger House. And there's always a couple guards. There's a guard with you. There's always another guard like down the hall. You're in a sewer leading directly beneath Sleepmonger House. Uh, you move forward, you move forward, you move forward. There's a grate in the way, and you can see just beyond that, the space opens up and is a low rectangular room. It's just one big room, like a basement. Uh, and it seems to be filled with stuff, just looks like ordinary uh, barrels, like, like metal barrels. Um, there's not that much near you, but it looks like on the far end of the room, there's a lot of sort of stacked up barrels. Do we see anything mm. that even remotely resembles a, a coolerator full of eggs? No. No. Um, yeah, Marcus is examining the, the grate. Does it have a hinge or anything like that? Uh, it looks pretty solid. It does not look like it's meant to be moved. Do you want to roll reason to see uh, the nature of its construction? Marcus can roll 12 and got a 7. There is a charge on it from the other side uh, with a very, very simple switch. So it can be blown up and go out, meaning in the direction that you are. 
but there's no seeming way to easily um, get through this iron grate from uh, from your side other than, you know, destroying it. Uh, Mercus points to the uh, with that corner where the charge is and trying not to talk so loudly. <laughs> Do you see that? That would be very loud. Uh, you want to get through this grate? Yes. Do I have to do everything here? Okay. Are you going to be loud? Uh, it would help us if we were not loud. I think I, I, it sh- there might be some buzzing. Buzzing? <laughs> A normal amount of buzzing. Um, how loud is Devour? The class. Oh. <laughs> That's a good a great question. question. <laughs> I, think, I think maybe a little bit of buzzing, possibly, but... I would guess quiet. Um, I don't think it's loud. Because Great. it's nanorobots slowly stripping atoms from a thing, like layer by layer. So yeah, Remy's going to step up to the, the grate uh, and put his hand on it. And I think at first nothing is going to look like it's happening until, you know, his skin starts doing the boiling thing again a little bit. Although you, you guys are behind him. You wouldn't, you wouldn't see it. You wouldn't see it. But the metal starts dripping down and Remy steps back. And uh, I think an opening that we could crouch through begins to reveal itself. Yeah, you, you eat through your hand uh, the iron and uh, you slowly feel very full, like you're eating a whole meal. Uh, and the nanites, this this blood mist extruded from your hand is just kind of lightly covering the grate. Uh, and at first very slowly and then very, very quickly kind of dissolving it. And there's a little bit of sort of iron filings dripping down, but a lot of it is just disappearing in that it's going into your bloodstream. And soon you've devoured enough that you can you know, push past the grate. Um, you do probably feel like sickly full. It's not organic. Uh, it doesn't taste good. It would restore health, actually, according to the power. It'd give you D4 health. Yeah, so it, it gave me four uh, health, yeah. which I don't, Great. I can't use. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, but you guys can move on into the this rectangular basement. Do I have to do everything for you guys? It's, it's like you were made for this, Remy. Yeah, it's almost like somebody designed it. Yeah, we drop we drop yeah. down carefully. Okay, well, you're, you're like going forward yeah. into, uh, into this yeah. space. And uh, I'd say you, you might want to roll to perceive just to see sort of what's around. It's pretty big. Uh, is that a will roll? That is a will will roll. Three. <laughs> Remy's got a seven. I mean, three out of four isn't bad. Uh, Zestino got an 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to say seven's quite good. Eleven's great. Um, so, yeah, Remy is is feeling kind of full. But uh, Mercus and Zestano, you see uh, that indeed it's it, this is a storage area and there are lots of um, metal barrels that might have uh, maybe valuables, maybe just like wine. You don't know. Um, and they're mostly against the far side of the room. And there is only uh, one sort of stair up in the dark, uh, far right corner of the room. There's a wrought iron spiral stair. It, again, this is pretty low ceiling, but it, it does seem to go up into presumably the house. It'd have to go into the house, basically. Um, and you also notice something else. You feel almost before you see a little red light sort of pinging, like looking around the room at random, sort of scattering from uh, from that back corner, from the, from the sort of top back right point in the room. Like a stationary light or is it no like a laser pointer like a laser pointer with a cat oh so it's moving yeah huh i don't think i like that we can't see the source of it no it's coming from uh the top of the stairs basically but it's quite it's pretty dark and also it's it seems like there is a a bounded area that it is covering uh it bounces around pretty much the whole room but you notice i'm telling you you notice uh at least just and marcus like right away yeah so you don't get Okay. Like it doesn't touch you, yeah. But you see it as soon as you step in through. Um, and then my, uh, and it moves quickly enough that it would be hard to avoid. I'm assuming you could do that okay. by rolling or using a power, but it would be very hard. Very there. hard. Okay. Go mm, yeah, Mercus puts an arm out so that Mer- Remy doesn't take a step forward. 
Whoa, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and he points. There's a security. Oh, well, then maybe we just wait here for the signal outside of the security area. I think that's wise. Back to dry team. Uh, you take the tour of the south wing. You see some bedrooms. They're airy and beautiful. Uh, there's some weird art on the walls, um, like giant copper discs engraved with images of what look like dinosaurs and robots fighting each other, but in a very, very artful way, sort of like uh, the way that the Bayou Tapestry, which is like dudes killing each other by the hundreds, is actually like beautiful. Um, and there's like a unicorn or something. I think I'm mixing that up. Anyway, you know, the Norman invasion one. Uh, there's <laughs> well, some the, low... Someone had to go in there and get all the damn unicorns out of England. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Otherwise, they'd <laughs> God, be all practically over the place. overrun with them. Jeez. Yeah, they're like rats. Jeez. Yeah. God bless America. Uh, yeah, no, that's so uh, there's low sort of teak furniture and there's a couple strange metal urns that you think might be architect and might do something cool, like make a beautiful sort of incense fog uh, or who knows, maybe they, they sort of turn milk into delicious cheese. Uh, and yeah, there's just a number of uh, rich person things in in the south wing of the house. It's definitely the lived in portion of the house. Uh, you haven't seen anything that looks too sort of uh, classified or dangerous. Mm-hmm. And uh, Teye has no ego about like, you know, like she shows you her unmade bed or whatever. Like it doesn't, none of it really matters to her in a very hmm. personal sense. You, you you get the sense. Interesting. She is a, a consummate business person. She is chatting the whole time, asking you about where you got all your stuff. She seems to be asking your affiliation with the company, the Worshipful Company. Since you do uh, speak spin and you have like weird tech mm-hmm. and she's not sure sort of another way to bracket you, but you've told her, you know, you have your own basically company, which she also understands the concept of. Uh, and occasionally the f- one of the other effects comes in and whispers in her ear something and you sort of vaguely overhear it has to do with the pirate uh, convocation happening tomorrow. Mm. So she's taking, you know, a couple minutes out of her day to, to show you guys around when she should be sort of planning for uh, a, a big meeting. Oh, perfect. Oh, um, oh sees an opportunity. Uh, and he brainwaves to Beta. Beta, Beta, beta uh, like, like whisper hurriedly to me. Beta whispers hurriedly to Oat. Yes, uh, of, no, of course, I, no, I, I understand. Um, uh, Madam Taye, uh, I, I hate to be a bother, but I believe that uh, it seems that we are taking, of course, more of your time than we had intended. Um, the most important things for us to see today in order to decide if we'd like to go on with the trade uh, would be a, uh, a staff review and uh, to see the capability of your secure facilities. Of course, with full respect to your operational security, there's nothing we appreciate more than, of course, Security. <laughs> I mean, that's very clear. Uh, but um, yes, we need to see what size vaults we could potentially build in. Show us the lower levels. We need to d- determine how safe this facility would be for the Alpha. And then uh, uh, Beta, again, feeling very confident in this whole thing, and then kind of uh, says something to Oat in late Tefnian and rubs her belly and then says, and say I need a nursery, a secure nursery. And I should say, uh, well, I, this is a sensitive subject, but of course we are more than usually obsessed or thoughtful towards security these days with the little alpha on its way. We would, of course, need a place, a secure place, perhaps below ground, uh, for a secure nursery. The Nursing procedures for Alpha is complicated and in some cultures would say <laughs> violent. And we would like to keep that outside of the community eye, as it were. You understand. 
Yes, of course. Well, your privacy, I, first of all, I'm not necessarily selling you my house. I like living in it, but uh, it is quite private. And um, sure, while we're on this journey together, and you could tell me more about this starship, uh, why don't I show you the North Wing, uh, my offices? And uh, if you're talking about underground, there's not much underground in Graffa other than tunnels full of brain rats and mutants and whatnot. Um, there is a cellar. We keep the wine there. Uh, that's about it. But everything uh, secure, I would have in my offices, of course. Is there uh, a passageway so to the tunnels below, or would we have to install that ourselves? Hypothetically, of course. She's she looks extremely suspicious about this line of questioning. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I she says I, Oates sees that and says, "I understand if you don't want to discuss specifics, but of course we need to, you know, adjudicate the general shape of things." Of course, you understand. Well, right. If I actually sold you the house, you could just go through the house. What I'm saying is, um, if you wanted to see the North Wing. That would be, frankly, where I show off all my cool pirate stuff. Um, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> we've got time for cool pirate is... stuff, I think. The Grey, what do you think? Do we have time for cool pirate stuff? There is always time for cool pirates. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, ominous. Oh, Jesus oh, brainwaves to Venus. I'm going to kiss you when this is over. <laughs> <laughs> Venus, by the way, is still blue and uh, electrified. Just calmly walking through the house. And, uh... I'm almost floating. Yeah. All, I should say all of the effects other than Fishrayan are hissing at you. Whenever you come near them, they sort of go... <laughs> and their hair stand on end. Uh, Venus is making the same sound. Beta, you might want to start broadcasting to the wet team. Yeah. Um, with this kind of... As she's hearing um, Taye describe everything of value would be in the North Wing. Uh, Beta kind of connects uh, the ether speak again with every... No, she doesn't put everyone online. She just talks to Zishtano um, and says to, Zish, to Zishtano, the North Wing. It's got to be in the North Wing. We're headed there now. Uh, Zestano says, we're in the wine cellar. Do you know how to get from the wine cellar to the North Wing? Also, it looks like there's a weird security system here that I don't know what it does. It's, there's a lot of blinking lights. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, we're kind of trapped here for the time being, so if you come up with anything, we would love to know about it. You guys cross through the concourse into the North Wing, into the offices. It's much more cramped here, so it's not like a huge open layout with really big airy rooms. It's uh, a series of smaller, you know, more narrow hallways full of stuff on the walls. There's sort of engraven plaques showing a young Tae uh, defeating a whole armada of pirates. And uh, there's lots of small locked doors. Uh, most of them, they does not have Frishane open. You go through sort of an elbow-shaped hallway into a, a larger central hallway um, that opens onto, you can see cracked doors, these double doors on the left open onto a big sort of drawing room that's central to this wing. And straight ahead is a very, very ornate wooden door with a really big lock with like a, a pass key, like a more technically complex lock system. And uh, she gestures in the drawing room and says, um, you might take a look in there. It's pretty dope. Uh, that would be where I sit and do a lot of work. Uh, it gets good sun. There's a, a skylight. Um, and straight ahead is where I keep everything secure. Obviously, again, I'm not necessarily selling you my house and I'd have to move all my stuff out if I were, but I, I could let you peek in. Uh, it's broad day. You're not armed and my guards are with me. Um, I would ask, of course, that you be respectful. Uh, this is... Just stuff that's taken me a long time to acquire in many cases. So, of course. Uh, what do you say? Is that sort of answer your question about secure vaults? We are humbled 
Fisher Ann. Uh, he opens when, the door. When we look around, what do we see that would be cool? Like immediately we'd be able to comment on or, or at least be like, wow. In the drawing room is tons of stuff. There's a whole articulated what looks like a narwhal, but with like squid tentacles that had bones in them. Oh, nice. Um, and she's also got a, a fully articulated, or I'm sorry, taxidermied, um, like a, what looks like a small bear, but with just kind of no face, just like a large kind of lamprey mouth, like a, a large uh, circular, like 16 jawed mouth, um, just kind of standing there. Uh, she's got a sumptuous like gold cloth over this little blue, like settee, like little couch. Um, and as you come near it, the couch uh, says in, in a beautiful language um, that probably you don't understand, but it basically asks like a Japanese toilet, like what setting would you like? Would you like me to be warmer, cooler, massage, <laughs> rippling massage, play cheery music, play chill music, uh, or play it's that time of the evening music. Um, it's that but it's time saying of the all evening this music. You don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> it starts playing uh, like, yeah, like far future, like D'Angelo from a chair, basically. Um, yeah, there's stuff like that. She's got a lot of knickknacks stuffed into the swing of the house. She doesn't, it doesn't seem like she uses a lot of them, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, may, maybe um, she did say she sits in the drawing room. So obviously she likes all that stuff. She likes looking at the bear, uh, the lamprey bear. Um, but yeah, she's willing to show you the trophy room once you're all ready. Please, and, yes. Uh, and okay. Uh, so we're just going to go in quickly and have a peek, and then we're going to shut the door again. Um, the windows are barred, uh, just normal windows. They're small. It's the only room that has really small windows of the exterior rooms, and the walls are thicker and reinforced. The bars are really thick. It's like six-inch solid iron bars through the windows, uh, and they're just little rectangular slits at the top, you'll see. Uh, the floor is also reinforced because sometimes people drill through houses here in Graffa. That's a problem we have. Often the brain rats will get people to drill through. Uh, it's a real problem. Falling down actually is a huge problem in Graffa, just falling straight down. Uh, so that's reinforced. Uh, it's, it's porous, the stone. So you just don't want to fall down and then go like a hundred <laughs> feet into a cave. Uh, it sucks. Um, for Shane, lost his leg and you can tell that's like a sore subject uh, he, he looks kind of irked that she brought that up um but yeah he he he's recovered of course uh, uh and when we go in just um the one thing i have to tell you about is hanbi and hanbi's been with me for a minute Hanbi is um, technically a war machine, but a very small war machine. I mean, he fits in the room, obviously. Um, but Hanbi is the main security here. Um, I would be taking Hanbi with me, probably. So you understand, I assume you would bring your own guard systems. But Hanbi sort of does it all. He is a, a guard. It is a guard system. You understand what I mean. Uh, but just no sudden movements. Um, yeah, he can be a little intimidating. Okay, and we're ready. What does Hanbi? Oh, Hanbi's inside the vault. She's she's yes, warning yes, us the about room. what the Hanbi's inside the trophy room. Okay. Fishrain punches in some numbers on the keypad, and you hear a heavy sort of bank lock system. You know, wheels turning, click 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 click, uh, and something releases, and uh, she just pushes this heavy door open. It goes on in. Uh, it's her room and it's a normal, it's like the others. It's a big cubic room. Uh, you can kind of tell the walls are thicker. The, the windows are indeed really small at the top with these big steel bars. Wait, why did you yeah, say, so how did she open the door? Uh, it's just one big heavy metal door with a big lock that has like a number pad, like okay. a clunky, weird, like bank vault kind of number And did pad. she type it in? Uh, Fishrain typed it in and then she pushed it open once he had, he had typed it in. He, I, he blocked it with his body as he did I, it. 
I'm gonna roll steel. Steel is uh, a move, name a stealable object or overhearable or glance addable phrase or password and burn D8 grit. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you. I'm gonna, hell yeah. yeah. What? What? That rules. Oat was made for this heist. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a rogue con man, baby. All right. Fuck yes. Do you eight. have to roll or you just happens? Yes. I, I, okay. oh, I, I, oh, so, no, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's the no, maximum. Burn eight. I, I no. burn D8 grit, but I. No, then I roll my move plus my level. Okay. Oh no! Because yeah. right. you have to do it sneakily and not get caught. Yeah, right? yeah. That's but the... I've got I've got great move. Burn that crit. Burn that crit. Do not <laughs> fail this. Loving our three GM game. This is like yeah. amazing. Well, I feel like Mike's really committed to not GMing right now, which is <laughs> yeah. is different. I'm not GMing either. I don't know what the fuck's going it's on. That's true. No, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. All right. So I gotta lose motherfucking eight. Congestiono over the um, ether speak uh, use bark to say, "Hey, Oat should steal a passcode if you see any." <laughs> and then yeah, give, I mean, and give him a boost. <laughs> if you use bark, I guess that's how that works. You inspire Oat to to perform this excellently. Yeah, it's it's very much like in Ocean's 11, 12, or thirteen when they're just yelling at each other over the walkies or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but actually doing the con at the same time. Yeah, oh, wow. that's yeah. Zestino, Zestino is like uh, you know in the silence as you guys are listening to Tay, knowing that you're connected is like how uh how's it going i mean i imagine oat is like built for this kind of thing is he like looking at uh no nah, he's she's not connected to oat directly so it wouldn't work no, so never just mind to be, scratch yeah. it yeah 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 okay. <laughs> and then but beta right. is saying to zestano oat is doing it you i wish you could see oat. oat is in his element he is really selling this nice nice um and actually while they're while they're in the basement um Zestino turns to Remy and uh, actually does use bark and says to Remy like hey can't your nanites that ate the stuff uh just like turn off machines can't you just send them to go turn off whatever that thing is Yes. The answer is yes. I'm going to burn five grit and you are going to be able to add five to your next roll. Nice. Okay. That's huge. Yeah, that is that is actually huge. <laughs> this is when we cut back, I assume. 13, baby. 13. Oh. Um, in, in very, very slickly, oh, you're able to, while like maintaining a conversation with Tay about the drawing room, uh, the lamprey bear, you can see sort of with your other eye exactly the numbers um, and you arouse no suspicion and you have the numbers. It is um, one, two, three, four, five. Jesus <laughs> Christ! That's the code on my luggage. All right. Uh, I broadcast that code immediately to Beta. Okay. And Beta immediately broadcasts it to Zishtano as well as okay. she's also telling Zishtano exactly where they are right now in the house. Okay, the, the door opens. And you see beyond this this dim room because it doesn't get a lot of light. It's just got sunlight in there right now. There's no lanterns or anything. Uh, and it it's basically just this cube lined with low, dark wooden cabinets that are not terribly deep. And um, a couple of them are glass fronted. Most are not. The ones that are glass fronted, you can see have inside like basically jewels, just like heaps of jewels. They're all displayed. Um, everything looks dusty. It doesn't look like anyone comes in here that much. It's just full of like valuables. The most immediate thing though, the first thing you see is on the floor of the room is a little bit shorter than a person. So probably about 
Mercus's height. What looks like a cross between like a red high heel and a wine glass made of red plastic, uh, but also a little bit like a sumo wrestler with like <laughs> four little sort of insectoid legs and then four like little stubby gun arms. Um, it sort of turns and begins speaking at you in late Tefnian and very clearly only, I guess, Beta understands this, is just saying, Oh, yeah, what do I have to do today? I hate when they open the door. <laughs> and it levels like four guns at you. Like it's just like pointing gun arms at you, but it's saying that. And none of you, uh, the rest of you here, like the scariest. I mean, it sounds like terrifying, uh, but Beta, you, you understand it. You speak late Tefnian. Oh, I don't think you'll fuck this up. It stops. The gun arms go straight in the air and it scutters back on its little legs. And you see um, it has a sort of little tail that's like a um, it's like a red solo cop sticking out of it if it's like butt. And that is shooting a little beam of light. Um, and you can actually see that the floor, uh, there's a section of the floor that's just a, at a wrought iron grate that seems to be covering just a deep hole. And it's sh- shining a little red light down there. And it stops and uh, the, the red light stops moving. It's gun arms go straight up. And it immediately starts asking you, Oh crap, oh crap, are you here to kill me? Who won the wars? Who is the <laughs> Which of the blood impresses reigns on Tefni Great and everlasting throughout the void. Oh my god. Uh, please don't kill me. If you have to kill me, please don't rip my arms off first. Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. That's a good idea. I would do that. Uh, it is just terrified of you. I love this is my favorite character I I love robots in psychic pain that's like my favorite yeah Yeah. robots that feel bad oh gosh beta just says don't worry I'm on your side (laughs) which side is that (laughs) um it it says uh you know it looks at Taya and looks at you and seems clearly confused. Uh Frishrayan looks at it and says, uh, you know, Donde es Albano, like trying to calm it down. Um, it's just saying like ni hao over and over again and really tough in. Jesus. Uh, and so there's sort of three of you interacting with Hanbi. Hanbi occupies, you know, it's like a little awkward because you have to go around him to get to the cabinets. Um but Taye also doesn't want you to go into the cabinets full of jewels, but just sort of shows you there's a bunch of lockboxes. It's hard to get in this room, and if you get in, there's a robot with guns just like waiting here uh that's that's her security that you wanted to see out i mean demi urge uh possible weight yeah thank you um uh oh looks at <laughs> alpha and says uh, brainwaves to beta uh are you talking to the uh gun robot and beta says it's i am i haven't spoken out loud and and in converse with someone in late tefnian uh since I mean, it's really hard for me to remember. This is so exciting. Well, can you get him to be on our side or something? <laughs> I'll, I'll try. Uh, uh, <laughs> Veda says to the robot, what do they pay you here? <laughs> it communicates that for 5,000 years, it, it has a long, interesting story. It sort of floated down the river. <laughs> Um, and to summarize it real briefly, it ended up on Cockadoon in a last-ditch, mysterious uh, post-Tefni, and this was like some weird survivor state that could no longer create the nanomothers to drive the whole civilization, but still had a lot of advanced nanotech weaponry. So you just get sort of images in its description of essentially like Gundam robots with just sort of like wraith-like uh, mists for legs, um, sort of descending out of low orbit and shooting one another with tactical nuclear weapons. And this thing just standing there like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then uh, it is alone on a desert landscape wandering around Cockadoon as Cockadoon enters a little ice age 
And as the snows creep south, it, uh, it's, yeah, it just also starts walking south. And eventually it is stolen by some pirates. Uh, and it is won in a card game by Tae many years ago and has loyally served Tae. Uh, and it has gotten everything it wanted, which is to be left the fuck alone and not have to do anything ever because no one tries to rob from the second most powerful at certain times, the most powerful pirate in Grafa. So it hasn't even had to like shoot a guy in 10 years. Uh, and then after hearing this, Beta says, well, I hate, I hate to break it to you, but you're needed. <laughs> oh, damn. Fuck yes. Um, it seems disappointed. <laughs> so you're, so you're going to have to come with us, but play it cool. Uh, it doesn't totally understand what you want it to do, given that it has very explicit instructions to not let anyone steal anything from this room and to not leave the room which it is very happy with those things. Mm. That's been very easy to do. Uh, uh -huh. Taye, I, this is strange. This rarely happens. You see, we, we are travelers. We have been so many places and seen so many things. It's easy, even required, some might say, for people in our line of work to become jaded, detached, uh, analytical, and aromantic towards the objects of our labor. But every once in a while, I have the pleasure of seeing my mistress become enamored of her greatest joy, late Tefni and war technology. You know, and, and I, I sort of derisively gesture towards the rest of the vault. I'm sure this is all interesting to you, but I know when I see love at first sight, you, aside from our original deal, perhaps we can offer some sort of trade in order to acquire this incredible object, if I understand my mistress's wishes Correctly, yes, Alpha. Beta is mind speaking to oh so why don't we we should like get this guy out of this room, maybe <laughs> take it downstairs. Oh god, wait! Wait, do you have the Illithnari visor? Yeah, I have the Illithnari visor. Madam Taye, we would like to offer I have been authorized to offer a trade for your century here. Um and my mistress has required that she Offer our side of the trade first. So, uh, and Beta does the same thing that she did downstairs, where she kind of puts her finger up and and uh, <laughs> gestures to Taye to come a little closer. Uh, is very animated as she ruffles through her bag and pulls out just just the tip of the Illithnari visor. Um. I'm going to say the same thing is roll charm for sort of the hard sell through Mayim hands and like, you know, <laughs> backpack sneaks like a high school drug deal uh, with this incredibly sophisticated uh, uh, banker and, and essentially politician. Burn grit, baby. Burn grit. I did. OK, I got eight. Yeah. Uh, she only got a seven. So it's good. Oh. She wants to call bullshit, but once again is is honestly impressed. It really is like, what is this thing? She's never seen anything like it, and it clearly looks powerful. Um, as you're doing this, however, Hanbi uh, does start saying in Tefni in a very scary voice all of a sudden, uh, You're too close. You're too close. And um, little chainsaw sickle things uh, start emerging from its knees, and it starts basically moving towards you with chainsaw knees, uh, trying to get you to back up away from Tae um, as per its instructions. Mm. Uh, and Tae sort of gestures to calm down and wants to keep looking at the thing you're showing her. Oh, of course, little uh, friend, of course. 
back up, uh, madam. And I <laughs> wait for Alpha to sort of back up. And then I say to Taye, um, there's a cult of Cthulhuit worshippers that call this Ilithnari artifact the visionary head. They claim it is the forgotten skull of an Ilithnari demigod. Its actual provenance is far stranger and mysterious, but the lore, as they say, with the objects of these provenances, that's part of the value. Um, I mean, that, that's more or less true other than you made up a name for it, right? But uh, yeah, she is vaguely interested in learning more. She does want you to leave her vault, uh, and she suggests we retire to the drawing room and we could discuss. You've seen uh, the droid. I mean, it just sort of sits there. Yes, and we would like to Chinese. buy the droid with the Ilithnari artifact, and we would like to buy it Oh, now. I understand. Well, why don't we go to the drawing room? Well, why don't we just leave the I Ilithnari artifact here and uh, we can purchase the droid and the droid can come with us? Uh, she does not understand why the hurry. Also, point of order, maybe I missed it. Do you, Have you seen the eggs yet? No, no. <laughs> no, we have not verified the eggs are in here. We have, not, that, we have this, not gotten eyes on the eggs. But this little the little war robot is the thing that is keeping you from exiting the cellar. Yeah. Yeah, but we maybe have a solution to that on our end. So don't don't push All it right. too hard if it get you know what I mean? Like um play okay. play it through. But like, you know, if it if it doesn't work out, like there are things that we can try to do. As as they're talking, Beta is talking to the little war robot and said, On my signal, you'll have to come with me. You're wanted. Oh, this is terrible. This is just like the wars again. I don't understand. I have very advanced programming. I have copies of oh, sections of the alternate, but I do not understand how to serve two masters at once. That goes directly against my entire sort of war fighting manual, which specifically says you can't have mutually opposite objectives. You can't get both done. It doesn't make any sense. I can't both stay here and leave here. Who was your first king you served? Uh, it runs through, it, it basically starts executing a program of listing um, people from uh, from 5,000 years ago, and they have really long titles, and it's just like uh, reading out a list of like who showed up at the Oscars. It's just like reading out a list of celebrities <laughs> from 5,000 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to take a long time to get through like all of its consecutive like owners over the years. Uh, it essentially served one house. And then there was a, a great aporia, a time when it served no one. And most recently, it has been serving uh, this nice pirate lord who has allowed it to just hang out on its own and occasionally listen to frightening Tefnian dubstep uh, in this, you know, <laughs> essentially closet and not have to engage in war fighting, which it, it secretly really hates. I love him. Your, your first king calls for you. I'll be seeing you soon. <laughs> it just restarts the. It's like that. That person died five thousand years ago. I was on a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> this thing wants to not work. I, I witnessed him die. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, I think as you're having this conversation, Fishrain is extremely suspicious and is just trying to like break up you talking to uh, Hanbi. And uh, also, yeah, um, Taya is also very suspicious and wants to leave the vault. I would say if you want to roll yeah. to perceive, let's look around. Um, especially let's all, let's all Venus, who's not done something else the entire time. Yes, I've I've been looking around uh, while this is all going on. I, that is a uh, a will check, right? Yes, yes. And I would say maybe you want to roll with advantage since you've basically just been perceiving, as opposed <laughs> to Beta and Oat <laughs> doing our dirty rotten scoundrels. 
Yeah. Um, I, I got two seven, so seven. Oh, great. Venus, you see that one of the cabinets, um, it has a wooden front, but has clearly got like a mechanical thing behind it. And it doesn't seem terribly complex. You probably, you're guessing that is the coolerator. It is sort of a primitive refrigerator uh, that just has like a wood panel to match the other, basically just locked, you know, like bank vault style, just like boxes. And that that is probably where the eggs are if they are in a sort of primitive fridge. Uh, Venus relays this to um, Beta and suggests that we uh, move along uh, before we raise any more suspicions and just say that they'll have to deal with the robot. So Beta, beta says this all to Zestano. Um, as Oat and uh, Beta or Apostle Wait and Alpha are both not like leaving, um, she gets, uh, she sort of snaps and she stands and uh, and really you know, puts on the airs of like a, a powerful politician and explains that, uh, you know, you're guests in her house and that she has very important things to do. And she's not sure she's going to sell her house because she's not sure you have a starship, quite frankly. Uh, but if you want to show evidence of this and discuss, uh, she's willing to do that. But she'll do it in the drawing room with the lamprey bear. Uh, 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 of course. Uh, lead the way. Uh, so Zestino has just given a boost via Bark to uh, Remy and has asked him whether or not his nanites can turn off whatever that thing is. And I think now we know that it is a, a small, nervous Tefnian war machine of some kind. <laughs> I don't know whether or not Remy would know how likely his success would be at something like that? Uh, Remy doesn't have to know. Uh, this okay. is just like, this is a, a power. You can send your nanites into any electrical device can be a standard Tefnian comp, dumb ancient radio, or sapient brain, etc., to induce any specific effect possible. So the answer is yes. It's just like um, if if the role is to kill the thing, then uh, it rolls it like gains an additional um, will check. But basically, it's we it's like a straight up roll. Like, Got it. <laughs> what do we want it to do? Is turning it off killing it? Does that count as as killing or is like? Well, if they don't know how to turn it back on, then yes. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't think. I don't think it. I mean, I, I don't think we need to kill it so much as we need it to uh, be dumb for a little while. Why don't Why don't yeah. we make it? Why don't can we make it perceive that it is um, okay? A beach is bad because it was stranded on a desert island. Um, I mean, I feel like maybe making it perceive that everything is normal for like half an hour. Sure. Like yeah. Fair. And that we're not stealing. That, th that nothing has changed. Nothing has we're changed. Not stealing. Yeah. Basically looping the security footage except yes. in its own perception. That's exactly what ah. I was thinking. I was like, ah yes, fun city. Got yeah. it. Perfect. <laughs> Never destroy the security tapes. Never. <laughs> Leave a trail. So it gets to roll will against your reason or charm, whatever's better, to detect the manipulation. But the manipulation yes. happens anyway. And since you're not trying to kill it, that's all that happens. It's just that roll. Also, nobody can happens. understand it. That's the other thing. <laughs> except you you guys yeah <laughs> so even if it's crying out for you know help if it's not shooting anyway uh <clears throat> so so you used bark which means i have five it's five is it five grit or five to my roll it adds five to your roll okay hell yeah all right okay so i'm gonna burn eight grit that's a nine uh it rolled a natural one and it has a very high die but uh yeah i was gonna i was gonna say like nine's not gonna cut it heck yeah what okay yeah very nice. so yeah what is so do you just make the, so, the butt cam not I work think, essentially i think what's gonna happen is uh remy's going to take a deep breath and just just go uh and 
send a bunch of his, you know, I guess it looks like a bloody sort of mist to, toward the light. Uh, and I think he wants, he just wants the robot to like, to change its perception such that it just does not, it does not see anything wrong, no matter what happens for the next like two hours. Great. Uh, yeah, it, it continues to act exactly the same, but you are sure it worked and it, it does not know that this has happened. You know, it probably begins singing. It is very relaxed now. Um, <laughs> so you, everyone else hears a very Aww. weird, disconcerting, like horrible sort of techno whale song from the trophy room. It's, yeah, it has been established that sometimes it listens to terrible music. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, just very different. 5,000 year old. So just the, the ideas about what good and bad music right. is. These things change yeah. rapidly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it, you, you made it work. Um, the, the nanites were not detected by it uh, because, you know, it's not going to detect motes of dust or like rats. So it just ignored them. Uh, they entered uh, its its nanotech body and it is was very nervous and distracted. It was, you know, really um, uh, uh, excreting a proverbial uh, rectangular prism due to its split loyalty with someone else asking it to do things. Um, and yeah, it, it is now completely just ignoring uh, all of its duties for the next hour. Guys, that's how you, that's how you know it worked. Marcus tilts ahead and just starts uh, making his way toward those stairs. Yeah, same. Nothing. So nothing. I'm not. I don't get anything for that. No, thank Still you. No. To be discreet hey. down here. Zestino <laughs> turns around and looks at Remy in the eyes and puts a hand on his shoulder and says, "You did a very good job, and I'm sure everyone on your team is extremely proud of you." <laughs> <laughs> thank wow. you for saying that because you had to because I asked. But I appreciate it. <laughs> she turns around and follows Marcus. <laughs> The stairs at the back corner, wrought iron um, spiral stairs, very narrow. They go up, and the the aperture at the top is a grate into a dim cubic room lined with wooden cabinets. There, there, there's there's thin windows at the top there, and uh, you can see that kind of from below from the grate. And uh, obscuring your view is what looks like a red solo cup with a laser pointer on the end, and on top <laughs> of that, a massive like droid thing. Uh, you can't really tell what it is. It has four little insectoid robot legs, uh, and it's constantly sort of shuffling around. It's making a horrible noise. You're not sure if it's in pain or what. Uh, Remy might know that it's relaxed and singing. So am I imagining this correctly? We're in a stairwell and we're looking up and in the ceiling of the stairwell there's a grate and on the other side of the grate is this this machine that is making this horrible noise. Yeah, the trophy room. Yeah, yeah. One of you can be directly beneath it at a time. You know, you're. it's like yeah. the narrow stairwell the, at one end of the room. Um, um, Zeshino points at the grate and then points at Remy again and, and says like, hey, uh, if you want to follow up two great successes with Ugh. another, can you eat more metal? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, pr- I'm, you know, I could do it. I'm, I might be useless in a fight afterward, but hopefully we don't have to fight. Uh, Zestino does, crosses her fingers, uh, and puts them up on either side of her head, but then is also shrugging while doing that. <laughs> Merrick is just like, is tightening a grip on the harpoon and says, I can fight. I can fight now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course I can do the thing again. Uh, just give me a second. And he's going to convert 15 health into f- uh, 5 grit. Uh, and that puts him at 7 health, but 11 grit. So that's good. Uh, uh, gonna... Zeshino hands you um, what she like rifles in her bag. She sees that you're looking a little gray um, and like drawn. She reaches in and uh, she uh, she hands you like what kind of looks just looks like a like a cliff bar that's just like completely unwrapped. And uh, she hands it to you. and She says, look, you don't look so good. Maybe you should eat something. Um, yeah, and... I'm going to eat this metal. Give me a second. And he takes it and like brushes the pocket lint off and then uses um, he burns four grit and uses devour again. So he's eating metal. 
so I think he puts his hand up and the, the grate just starts dripping uh, to the ground and sort of dissolving before it hits the stairs. Yeah. Um, and let me roll for that. Okay, that's one health from that. Ah, metal tastes so fucking bad, guys. Uh, and if you eat the weird candy bar, you'll get another 13 health. Yeah, he's going to eat the weird candy bar. <laughs> yeah, uh, Remy feels very sickly full at this point. Uh, yes. because, uh You're eating a lot of weird stuff at once. But yeah, you do feel energized. Uh, it's you for feel the mission. A rush of sugar. It's, it's for the mission. It's for the mission. Let's get the fuck out. Let's get this done. Above you, uh, the thing that I described earlier, uh, you you finally see sort of what it is as you eat more of the grate. Um, it notices you, but it just continues singing what is um, sort of like the worst uh, heavy metal version of, of like Welcome to Margaritaville uh, from 5,000 years ago. It does not know you're there. It is just singing to itself. Uh, you can kind of scuttle between it and the floor. It's a little tight, but you can sort of uh, army crawl out of the, yeah. the hole. Remy Commando crawls out. Zestino, like looks up and looks at the uh, like the space and the arrangement of things and looks at Mercus and says, I think you might be the one who is best suited for crawling around in there. She's going to use bark again and she's going to give you plus five to your next roll. Oh, um, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just really uh, yeah. cruising through grit here. Yeah, Mercus nods um, and slithers up uh, still holding like a case thing of fake eggs. <laughs> yeah, what do we see? What do we see in this room? The Lake Tefnian miniature war machine um, is just squatting over the hole that you're emerging from, so you kind of have to gingerly move around it. And it occupies uh, a bunch of the room, um, but you can sort of dance around it where it's not touching you. And uh, against the walls uh, are cabinets, low uh, wooden cabinets, dark wooden cabinets. Most of them, uh, or all of them locked, and most of them not glass-fronted. A couple are, and you see in the glass beautiful jewels. And you see one of the cabinets in the corner uh, clearly has some sort of compressor technology uh, sort of behind it it's 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 not like the others and you're guessing that might be a fridge yeah Marcus is scanning the room for technology or the sound of whirring and is is drawn to that cabinet and so he gets to work looking at the front seeing if there's any way to open it unlatch it oh you know it is not locked it is a mini fridge that is not locked uh with a very <laughs> old school compressor and you can barely feel your senses uh and barely hear yourself because uh the electrical sense that you get off of the late tefnian war machine is incredibly strong it's just like having you know the sun right next to you and you're trying to look at something else um and also it's really loud and annoying uh but yeah you've identified the fridge and you can just open it Okay, Marcus opens it and looks at the contents. Please roll a d4. Got a two. You got plus five. <laughs> seven. Oh. What? No, wait. But what no. is it, though? Right, okay. There are seven uh, bottles of, of wine uh, being chilled, and also the eight eggs behind them crammed in. It is very, very packed. <laughs> very oh, my God. Uh, the wine is very expensive. You can tell looking at the label. These are like 100 guilder each. Uh, Whoa. Just to be clear, yeah, Bark does say next roll. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for that. So Bark did um, make it so that, yes, I guess there are more bottles of wine. <laughs> Okay. Mercus gets to work Thanks, putting Mike. the bottles of wine delicately on the floor so he can get to the eggs. Mercus, what's going on? In uh, the, the eggs the eggs are behind all these bottles of wine. While Mercus is working um, uh, away at the uh, the fridge, Zestino thinks to Beta, we're, we're in we're in this we're in the storage room. Um, we're we're getting the eggs right now. We went in through the grate in the floor and we turned off that little guy that's in there. Beta doesn't respond. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, Marcus, you get the bottles. You very carefully put these seven bottles of uh, Cathedonian orange wine on the floor uh, without making a lot of noise. And uh, Remy grabs two and puts them in his bag. <laughs> <laughs> they are wine bottles uh, and they're chilled and they Great. look really expensive. Great. Really delish. Great. Uh, behind them are, are eight leathern gray eggs that are clearly the eggs uh, uh, Grand Shandy was talking about. Okay, uh, Marcus uh, starts to remove the eggs um, and trade them for the fake eggs that he has. This is something Marcus uh, does not have to roll for. You know which ones are real, which ones are fake. You're all about those eggs. You make this one. He's, he's like whispering to them, I'm going to take you home. I'm going to take you home, reunite you with your family. <laughs> he's very invested in this um, and then starts to, to put the bottles back into the fridge. Did you put the fake eggs in? Did you get the fake eggs? Thing? Did you? Yes, yes, okay, yes. All right. Don't rush me. Don't all right. rush me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start moving out. Uh, I'm going to go meet up with Zesh. I'm going to start moving back. Let's get Let's get out of here as soon as we can. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. And he's he's trying to be as, right. as steely as possible, putting the wine bottles back quietly. Marcus, you're doing a great job. You hear <laughs> two Fex guards shouting and grebling about how annoying Hanbi is and how they just need him to shut up and what is gotten into him today. Uh, why did there have to be a visitor who could speak to him? What did she say to him? Uh, man, their music is terrible. Why can't they play the sounds of dragonflies like uh, normal forest creatures? And they are definitely going to eventually uh, get to the point where they want to enter the room to argue with Hanbi to shut up and stop singing. Yeah, Remy's, uh, Remy's going back down through the grate. He's, he's, he's leaving. You know, Marcus, you're last out, right? And you have to Mm -hmm. slip below the war machine and get down the grate. Uh, and then also the grate is just gone, so you can't replace the grate. He shuts the fridge um, and is walking with the the eggs, the bag of eggs in front of him so he can hand it down. Uh, the handoff goes well. Do you want to make a move check to very, very quickly just get out of there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I would say make a move check before anyone can hear anything or open the door. I would argue that they wouldn't be able to hear a thing because the fucking thing is singing and it's very loud and annoying. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's not supposed to be anything from that room other than Hanbi sound-wise, so they might hear, like, scuffling. I, it's a, uh, That's a fair point, though. Zestino okay. uses Bark again and says to um, Marcus, get out of there, get out of there, it's time to go, time to go! Oh, uh, and you get no. a you get a, a five bonus. Wow, you're just... Right now? Right. Oh, I got a six. Okay. Because I got a one. Oh, you got a one. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> but you boosted it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but a one, it's a one is an automatic failure. Uh, yeah. You are somewhat stuck when oh, Hanbi in shifting basically sits on you and you don't take damage, but you're basically crushed beneath I'm pinned, yeah. this war machine <laughs> as the door opens and two fixed guards uh, are yelling. Uh, and I'm going to just roll to see if they notice you. Uh, yeah, Merg is just freezes. Zestino, <laughs> Ze Who has the bag? Who has the bag? Who has I the have, bag? Zestino has the bag. Is Mercus's hand um, like within reach of the open? Like, can I hand? Can I hand Mercus something? Yeah, um, yeah. I think one hand is free. Yeah. Let's yeah. See. Zestino has the bag. Zestino also hands Mercus the pill. Oh, good God! Just in case. <laughs> Uh, and, and, starts, and starts to, and starts to step back quietly down the stairs. What happens is the guards are yelling and then instantly stop. And one of them says, oh, hey, hey, dude, there's there's a little person underneath Hanby. That's why Hanby's screaming. <laughs> and, uh, the other says, no, nah, stop messing around. There's an old. Oh, there is a little person under Hanby. That's why Hanby's screaming. Zestino thinks it beta. Code red, code red. They see Mercus. Mercus takes a pill. <laughs> Oh, what God. are the rules of a pill again? Oh, no. uh, <laughs> she's going until she hits water. Oh no, I hope there's water. <laughs> that 
that's fine. Uh, before an initiative can be rolled, um, it metabolizes very quickly on your tongue. It just sort of melts away. Enough of it melts away, and you feel yourself becoming lighter uh, because somehow your your motion of your molecules becomes brownian without, uh, including like the stuff that shouldn't be, like your skeleton, uh, without killing you. And you and all your stuff, you just drop through the floor, uh, through the stairs. You drop through actually uh, Zishtano and and Remy, which is maybe the worst part. Ugh. And they hear just the tea kettle. <laughs> and you drop through the concrete of the, the basement, the, the cellar floor, and just drop into Graffa. You're at least at the top, uh, but you're almost certainly just going to drop until you hit a, a lake in a, in a limestone cave somewhere down in there. Uh, and it's... <laughs> Mercus is just gone, <laughs> leaving a sort of Mercus-shaped hole uh, as as he drops. Um, uh, the yes. guards are amazed. They're just like, where'd that little person go? And Hanbi is still screaming <laughs> happily, uh, welcome to welcome to, to Tefnei. Uh, what do the rest of you do at this point? I mean, Remy's booking it the other direction. Like Same. Zeshino is just is like, well, we'll solve that problem later, <laughs> and tries to go back exactly the way they came. As, as they're leaving, uh, looks at Remy and says... Uh, until we know we need them, uh, no explosions on the way out, right? Yeah, yeah, no, of course. We're, no, okay, this good. is this is this is the stealth part of okay. the mission. Perfect. Beta transmits to via Etherspeak to both Venus and Oat that there's a code red. We should probably get out of here. Tay, as soon as the guards are screaming, would have guards like on you. What's happening? What's going on? Uh, code red. You guys are in the drawing room talking to Tay about the starship, presumably doing your con, whatever your con requires. And she's sort of half interested, just letting you go um, and maybe telling you a little about the house. I mean, she's, she doesn't care that much about the details of that kind of thing, what she paid for it or whatever. Um, from the other room, you hear two of her guards yelling, there's a little dude underneath Hanbi <laughs> and they're yelling, you know, this equivalent of code red. Um, she has a fish you know, instantly has like a gun sort of out, not really pointed at any of you specifically, but just out. Uh, and she also displaces herself. She now appears to be somewhere else in the room. And she says, I would, I'm only going to ask this once. So I want you to be completely honest with me. Do you have anything to do with what's going on in the other room? It could be several things. It could be the Ilithnari cultists coming to retrieve the visionary head. We did not come by it by strictly legal or ethical means. There are many people who would like to see the Alpha or myself or the Grey dead or try in certain courts. Uh, we're going to be more specific <laughs> about what has occurred before we decide if it could be one of our loose ends coming back to hold us accountable. And I, when he says accountable, he does big air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I suggest then that we have this discussion at another time. It's a very busy time here at Sleepmonger House, and you seem to have perhaps unintentionally made it busier. So let me attend to my screaming war machine guarding my treasures. And uh, if you'll be on your way, we can yes. resume this Is conversation there a later door? A back door? Some uh, secure way to exit? I have Fishrain see you either out the front or the back as you like. The back leads to back. the beach. There's not much to do on the beach. It's a beach. The front, then. Let's do that. <laughs> um, and the effect sort of is very warily, like, one all three of you to go ahead of him like out of the house uh is vino still pulsating <laughs> uh yes yes <laughs> just casually rippling with energy yeah oh yes. we, will need, we, we we do need our weapons back in order in, in case we have to defend ourselves once we enter the street yes 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 my men will see to it uh, uh thank you all for coming by and uh maybe we'll talk again maybe not uh one only can hope uh so nice to meet you thank you for showing me strange treasures from beyond our world uh etc etc <laughs> bye uh she's 
cordial but insistent. You guys leave? Yeah, yeah you don't, we get out. We leave. Attempt to This is great. You just leave. Um, Fishrain obviously thinks you had something to do with it, uh, but seems a little conflicted about what to do about that. Um, he does ask one time, uh, can you talk to our war machine and ask what is going on as as you're leaving? Beta uh, says to Oat uh, and Lady Tapney and just some what she wants for dinner. But she's not telling out anything. Um, I'm afraid that my mistress must decline your invitation or further involvement in such a violent and uncertain manner. Good evening, good afternoon, and bye-bye. <laughs> Understood. Uh, thank you. Be on your way. And and you get your weapons back, and he supervises as the, the other guards kind of, uh, you know, escort you pretty forcefully uh, uh, to the front all the way, you know, pa- through the hedges, past the skunks, past the little gazebo. Uh, and you're back sort of on the street. Uh, you have your stuff. You haven't taken anything else. Um, you weren't really offered anything. And as far as they know, just uh, something went wrong with the, the war machine, and that's kind of it for now. Uh, they were still figuring out what was going on as you were leaving the house. With the little guy oh, that disappeared. <laughs> that was thrilling! Oh my god, I'm exhausted. I feel like I was holding a stick up my ass the whole time. <laughs> Oats, you were incredible. Oh, what a performance. Um, I don't know of what you speak. Uh, Vinos r- kind of reminds him that there's probably a tail on us again that we will need to check for and lose um, in order to uh, make sure we get back safely. Oh, you know, uh, yes, there are definitely <laughs> human pirates now from the street who are just sort of not at all casually following you at wherever you go. Also, uh, wet team, there are now uh, three fecks coming after you as fast as they can. Uh, uh, can, they, down the can they get around the, uh, the big boy? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they would have to roll movement they, they would eventually be able to sort that out we're i guess how far how far do you think we are from this situation um i mean mercus is real far real fast no uh, i mean uh, me and me and zesh yeah you and zesh are like a beat ahead of them i think i mean you had a, okay. you had a lead physically i think what remy is going to do is he's going to pull out his endothermic grenade maker and finally use it to try and cave in the passage behind them that works i'll burn uh six grit um and uh, I have to pass seven reason check. Uh, Z- you pull it out and Zeshino says, uh, I- I've seen one of these before. Um, I think I used one of these in the field a little while ago. Uh, there's like a weird little button that you hold down on the side when you're dialing in the um, the uh, the atmosphere and uh, it uh, it makes it not so jumpy. Um, so she's using a power called give orders and you get a plus four. You know what? I'm going to not burn that grit then. <laughs> yeah. Nine. Nine. Yes. Okay. I was going to say, Zestino, like, kind of can't do anything on her own, but all of her powers are boosting yeah. other people's Incredibly things. Incredibly sick. Really cool. <laughs> uh, Remy's like, yo, thanks for that. This makes sense. I, I I was wondering how it compressed that that much atmospheric pressure into, like, a, this small fucking chamber. Didn't realize it was just the knob. Who knew? So, w- wife, you can explain how this works, or I can explain how it works. Uh, no, do go you for have, it. Do you, uh, so, yeah, when you push the button and you dial it in right, um, you know, previously you've seen it sort of crackle and then sputter out. And this, the crackle just increases and increases and cr- increases until there's a solid arc of electricity between the two ends of the caliper. And your hand actually starts to get really cold. And it starts to get cold in the tunnel. And the air kind of starts to feel a little bit dry. And there's this increasing 
like amplitude of of electricity crackling. It gets colder and colder and drier and drier. And then there's just this like medium loud pop and levitating between the two ends of the caliper is basically like a dark blue D20. Uh, like that's what it looks like. Uh, it's like this small polyhedral that's just kind of suspended there between these two magnets. Um, and it is whistling and sizzling in the way that dry ice does when you put a fork on it. Huh. It's making this like terrible screeching noise. And I would remind you that this accessory came with a leather bag and a leather glove uh, for you to be able to handle <laughs> yeah. the material. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that Remy puts on that glove and uh, ha- have the um, pursuer seen us yet? Oh yeah. Uh, one has gotten close and is running at you and, and, and when he sees that you have a kind of weapon-like thing, drops to a knee and pulls out a, a rifle as big as him, a sniper rifle that's like as long yeah, as his Remy body chucks and it is the, expertly aiming at you. Remy chucks the thing at the ceiling behind them. Okay. I mean, I'll say, you know, you, you planned this. You did a sort of ambush. So roll to hit. Uh, don't get a one. A roll, roll combat? Yeah, roll combat to shoot this thing where you want it to go. It's easy. You just have to sort of hit the general area, right? It's a grenade. Eight. Yes. You hit exactly where you want. Yeah, I think it's directly yes. directly yes. in front yes. of the sniper, above, like just the ceiling right there. He's like, oh, man, that looks bad. Uh, what happens? <laughs> what what damage does this do? Uh, he's uh, not trying to damage anybody, though. I mean, I, yeah, but I guess structurally. This is like right. a, a weird reverse uh, explosion that then like creates an explosion. So it's kind of like a double explosion. Oh, so it's like a is, vacuum and then a yeah, rush of air outward. Bruh. Yeah, that is very cold. Uh, so it's basically like a frozen explosion. Frozen. Uh, Frosplosion is yes the technical term. <laughs> Frospo. Frospo. Uh, and it does um it does uh t- it's a two d twelve damage. Okay. Should I roll that? I mean, I'm just. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm aiming at the ceiling, so it's like it doesn't really matter. I'm not trying to hit anybody. Yeah, I mean, maybe they take half damage, but yeah, you you do what you want if you're trying to sort of cause a structural yeah. problem and, and create some blockage. Yeah, because um, I think I think the other thing is like I hope it. I'm hoping it caves in the street above, so it's like harder to follow. Uh, well, I think they only. You guys are just like entering the tunnel, like they're just entering the tunnel, so it's still basically underneath the house. Mm, um, well, but yeah, you do cave in a bunch. That does 19 damage to whatever's around it. Damn. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think you would have killed that guy, but if you're really trying to no, blow up the ceiling, ceiling and trying, not to, trying to make them not trying to make them not follow us through the passage yeah, yeah. because of the rocks, <laughs> uh, you have caused big chunks of concrete and probably some dirt and some wood and just stuff from above. Maybe there's even some sand filtering in. Um, there is now uh, a bunch of debris between you and the Fex pursuers. They're also sort of half frozen and they're just really confused um, and they're yelling uh, like, "No, come back!" Bring back the stuff you stole. You know, you took something. Uh, Remy, Remy yeah. yells back, it was only some wine. <laughs> They're really hurt, and they're, there's no way they're going to catch up to you if you just run at this point. We should, um, can we go further into the sewers? The, yeah, that was going to be my question. Is there, do you just like, pop if, up onto the street? Because they, they know that they know where we're going. Oh, good point. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, do we have, I, I guess this is the game question for the GM. Like, do we have enough of a lead that if we came up through the street, uh, they wouldn't already be there? Because, like, I don't know how, how red alert this was. It would make more sense to say you go through the sewers, and then it's a matter of finding your way uh, through the sewers without, like, dropping in you know, down a waterfall 100 feet uh, and just getting washed out to sea. Uh, does uh, Zesti- is Zestino able to navigate at all after her <laughs> evening in the sewers? Is Did she learn anything in her travels underneath Graffa? Uh, rule reason, yeah. Okay. Uh, you're, you're going down through the dark, yeah. down the cliffside water network. I rolled a 10. 
Uh, yeah, you, interestingly enough, you go down far enough, you connect with a passage you remember from just last night. I turned to Remy and I'm like, ah, I've been here before. I, I think I know how to get us out of here. There might be some pirates on the way and they might look at you kind of mean, but they're nice, I promise. You indeed, um, you know, hook, hook a left, go down a long hallway. You're in a sort of dry part, this like weird dry complex uh, carved into the into the rock. Uh, you go up a little bit and you do run into some smugglers, uh, some waitins who look at you. Um, maybe one of them even saw you last night and laughs and asks if you're lost again. Um, after a short exchange, they are able to, they talk a lot about their boss, Shifty, and how big a, a deal it is tomorrow that Shifty's going to meet uh, with Shandy. And with they and uh, man, they wish they could be there, but they're going to be on guard duty in the secret hideout. You keep finding by accident, strange human. <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, I just, uh, sometimes I hit the scabbards a little bit too hard and uh, you end up in the underground tunnels of Graffa. You know, it's ah. actually a funny saying in waiting. Uh, sometimes a middle aged human bureaucrat falls down a hole and you find them <laughs> twice in a row. <laughs> I don't know why that's, and a, that's saying. a good day. And that's a good day. <laughs> and that's a good day. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, Zest, you know, salutes and says, I know, right? Live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that one, but sure. Um, they're charmed. They, they, they lead you out. Uh, you make your way back through the city uh, in broad daylight, definitely being pursued, but you've taken such a, an oblique route that uh, your pursuers don't know where you are and you just sort of wander around the cliffs and then the escape uh, and make your way back to Saw Pockets and to the, uh, the, the building where Grand Shandy effectively is headquartered. Um, Mercus is somewhere below. I mean, I think this could be a great, like, ins I mean, you guys do whatever you want, uh, but like, what did Mercus do all day while lost in like this cavern complex, uh, <laughs> swimming or like eventually you hit water and you're swimming in fresh water in total darkness and there's dangerous things everywhere. Some of them have mind control abilities. Mm -hmm. This could be uh, a funny, actually, now that you're saying it, like we could, we could do like a funny little one-on-one -on -one that we release, uh, like as its yeah. own audio thing where it's like Mercus gets back, you know, how does Marcus get back to the Grand Shandy's house? After after the tea kettle noises uh, and he's just sort of resigned to falling, it feels a lot like when he fell through um, the first portal to Kakadoon. Um, and that was a euphoric experience because he was saying goodbye to Deep River. He was just so like in love with that experience. And so he's kind of taken back to that. Um, so it's a very peaceful fall until he hits the water. But then another strange thing happens. Um, in Darzan, when lizards are born, um, they head toward water. And it's very like, kind of a birth pool situation. <laughs> and so he just like emerges on his back, like floating in this lake, like oddly, oddly relaxed. <laughs> Uh, I think I would suggest at some point you wash up on a on a strange sort of beach under the city and there's a figure in a cloak who's roughly humanoid who really wants you to come over and talk to it um, who doesn't seem to move very well in the in the darkness and I think that could be the beginning of a, of a whole thing um, but uh, Fun. <laughs> yeah it's it's not a human it's it's a bunch of rats it's 200 rats in a cloak. <laughs> In a, in, a, in a trench coat, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, uh, you're all together. You have the eggs. Obviously, Thay's uh, foot soldiers are searching the city for you. I, you know, ideally we do like a how did uh, dry team escape the the pirates who have been sicked on you. Zestino and Remy arrive back at uh, the Grand Shandy's house, and I guess dry team is already there. Uh, and she says, "How how did you guys how did you guys escape? We walked out." <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I guess we, we kind of did the same thing, except we were running. Oh, 
was great. And the dry team is standing there and they're all holding scabbards that have like sca sca promotional scabbards from scabbards that are like not <laughs> real scabbards. They're like plastic scabbards. And they it's like, can you drink a whole scabbard of this blue ice drink? And they're, they've all got them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that says it all, right? You did the same thing and it worked again. Uh, yeah. I, I think the only thing I would add is I think all of you have D, D4 extra kaleidogen tattoos. Like you have random splotchy kaleido patches. <laughs> you, you had to join um, a hen party that was really kind of crazy in order to fit in to get away. Yes. <laughs> I've got a necklace of like these genitals from some alien species no one recognizes. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. It's supposed to be racy, uh, but oh it's just a nice necklace. <clears throat> Mergus took one of the pills. Um, <laughs> oh god! Oh, so oh no. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Beta, do you want to do you want to just try to call him and see if you can see if you can get the skinny? Oh, I'm all out of. I'm too tired, too. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, fing fingers crossed. Mercus shows up sometime soon. Yeah, I'm sure Mercus yeah. will show up. Yeah. <laughs> Six hours later, you hear sloshing footsteps coming up the stairs and Mercus is drowning in a very ratty cloak. Um, he has scratch marks all over his cheeks and down his neck. And he looks, he has like, um, his eyes are already huge, but now they have bags under them. <laughs> and he he's like, uh, I, I'm here. <laughs> Rough night? Very tired, out of grit, like very sleepy. Um, looks like he got dragged through the sewer and thrown into a, a, a laundry dryer. <laughs> See, like I said, if there's one thing about Marcus, he can always find his way home. A couple of children <laughs> run into the room chasing each other. The human boy chasing this waiting child. Uh, and the waiting child runs up to Marcus to tag him like you're it and takes one look at him. And the, the waiting just like freaks and jumps, like springs over the human kid and bounds up out, back out of the room, up the stairs. Um, the human kid is like more quizzical, but just like terrified of generally of all of you. But especially is just kind of, you know, uh, 70s, like zooming in on Marcus. Um, and Whose eyes are wide widening and he just slowly brings up a finger to point at the child don't the child's <laughs> lip quivers and he he runs back up the stairs um and his running is stopped someone sort of, of grabs him and you know tells him to slow down and you hear uh shandy basically instructing him um to uh you know go go check on the others and uh and make me a drink while you're at it thanks and you hear uh you know he descends the stairs uh he seems exhausted he has a couple bodyguards with him they hang back they all seem very exhausted maybe they're actually spattered in blood a little he doesn't explain anything he just enters the room no baked goods this time and says uh all right Time's up. Uh, what do we have? Do you have the eggs? Uh, Zestino uh, takes Shandy to wherever the closest refrigerator is where she's made room for eight eggs and uh, a, a bottle of wine uh, of the two that uh, <laughs> Remy has had pilfered. It's a gift for you. The wine, not the eggs. The eggs was the contract. Uh, right. You could you could keep the wine. That's that's fine. That's fair game. Um, it's just a large wooden bowl with chunks of ice uh, and the eggs are there and he inspects them quickly. He just kind of checks that they, they look hale and uh, looks at you and says, uh, great. Well, uh, I'd say that calls us even. So um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the holder of the cork sword, one of his arms uh, brandishes the cork sword again, uh, hereby 
uh, makes a deal with you who have delivered these eggs. Um, and the Grand Shandy uh, will do his best to uh, make sure that uh, the guns stay where they are, uh, hidden beneath Grafa in one of our hidey holes that only myself, Sestano, and a couple of my most trusted mates know about. Uh, you didn't happen to kill Taya, did you? No! No, sir. Never! Okay. Okay, great. No, great. no one died. But, Every, when you, uh, but when you, you know. s- when you see her, tell her we'd like to retract our bid on her house. <laughs> That'll make more sense to her as she realizes sure. what the con is. I also want to be doing that, and um, it's very important yeah, for me. I'm um, shouldn't. The second I said it, I knew it was a bad idea. Yeah. I'm sorry. You mustn't let her know that you're associated with me in any way from this point forward. So, uh, for all intents and purposes, you are working for someone else whose name is Shifty. Uh, so, if you're stopped at the street, if Taya does catch up with you, if you have that um, argument about real estate, uh, it all comes down to someone else, another waiting. I know. Uh, I know it can be confusing. Uh, but not to Grand Shandy. Uh, is that clear? Is everyone clear on this very important bit? Sure. Crystal. Very clear. Uh, he has one of the guards comes and he s- gestures at the eggs uh, sort of dismissively and says, uh, all right, take him, uh, take him somewhere safe. Take him somewhere secret. Well done. Well done all. Would you like a celebratory drink or something? Yeah, yes. I just got this nice wine. If you'd like, a, you know. Mercus crosses his arms and says, no. <laughs> he sort of I notices. I don't want any more of these kaleidoscopic patches. <laughs> He notices Mercus and is like, fair enough, right. Uh, you've, you've learned something on this trip to Grafa, to the merry city of Grafa. Well, uh, with that, I might say uh, you should probably uh, seek lodging elsewhere. But uh, it has been wonderful to meet you all, to see you again, Zestano. Uh, uh, pleasure doing business with anyone who can advance to cause. Zestano reaches out a hand for, you know, like a, a pirate handshake of some kind um, and says, like, I, I appreciate you keeping your word and um, I will send some communication to figure out uh, if we need to change the price of the rental, as it were. Uh, yes, well, well, we'll talk vulgar matters of coin uh, at a later date, but sure, you'll, you'll get a bill, essentially. All right, you know where the door is, my friends. Uh, best of luck to you. Uh, and with that, you have turned in a job, and when you turn in jobs, you get levels. So uh, you guys are now level three characters, and at the start of the next episode, we'll talk about what you do when you level. Uh, this also concludes... Uh, the the featuring of Mr. Wythe Marshall. Wythe, thank you so much for running these games. Uh, no worries. I'm glad, I, I was surprised you did not choose to fight any of the effects uh, or yeah, try to like mind control Hanbi, who is very sad. Um, oh, wait, oh, how, could we have mind controlled Hanbi? I mean, you can try whatever you want. He is very high will, but sure. Uh, you also, true. Do you know whose eggs those were? Oh, interesting. No. The, oh, I didn't even think about that. Those were, those were that. Shifty Brink Salter's eggs. Not. Uh, yeah. Um, Shandy is a genderless drone and does not have eggs. Uh, but those are great because now he has a hold on the other third of the pirates. So he can yeah, actually enforce that's funny. Uh, So do what you want with that, Mike and Taylor. But um, oh, that's so funny. Ooh, okay. That's cool. That's great. Uh, yeah, pranks on you all around. Uh, pirates? Pirates <laughs> lie. That's like wow. rule number one of being a pirate. We've been pranked.
you are now leaving Float City. Thanks for listening. If you like the show and want to help us keep making it, head on over to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. $5 a month gets you access to a whole other show we do called Fun Chatty. It gets you access to our rad as heck discord full of very weird, very smart, very nice nerds. It gets you access to music playlists and more. It's a great deal. You know you wanna. Patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. I'm Bijan Steven, and I play Remy Tester on Float City. You can find me online on Twitter at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitch at the same name, and on Instagram at Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Mercus and Meldar. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Randwiches. That's the word sandwiches, but replace the S with an R. This is Shannon O'Dell. I play Beta Combat. You can find me on social at Shodell. Hello, this is Nick Gersio, and I play Lux on Fun City and Venos on Float City. You can find me at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter and N Gersio on Instagram. You spell Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O. I'm Taylor Moore, and I play all the cool, interesting characters. You can follow me at Taylor.biz. <laughs> My name is Mike Rignetta. I am your GM, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Rignetta. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Fun City Ventures. Float City is played in a soon-to-be-released system called Still Fleet, which you can find on Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Still Fleet. This episode of Float City was recorded at various locations around Brooklyn, New York. It was produced, edited, and sound designed by me, Mike Rignetta. Pixel Riffs answered. Oh. Thou little virgin of the peaceful valley, giving to those that cannot crave, the voiceless, the o'er-fired. Thy breath doth nourish the innocent lamb. He smells thy milky garments. He crops thy flowers. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall. Hanby's favorite song is by Will Savino. Remy's flute playing is by Jake Fridkiss. Our Fun City art is by Tess Stone. And our Float City art is by Ethan Gould. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, Kit Pulliam, and Kestrel. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. <laughs>